fire tribe, where you at? I hope you're ready, rising from the ashes and it's getting heavy Conspiracies, we got plenty and some are scary From aliens to Bigfoot, extraordinary, yeah, yeah Danunaki Dan and the homie Romy I was bugging out, all the crazy things he showed me Jesus bloodlines to the stars in the skies Always a good time, vibing with the fire tribe Hey, So wake up, wake up, get it cracking Rise out the ashes, I know you got a passion Kick off the convo with theories, many conspiracies Other dimensions, plenty ancient history Fire tribe, where you at? Wake up we about to get into it, I know you can't get enough At home, at work, it don't matter, turn it up Rising from the ashes, you know what's up, ayy uh, Rising from the ashes Yo, what's up, Fire Tribe? Welcome to Rising From the Ashes, I'm Daniel Naki Dan And I am the homie Romy, how is it going for you there with it, bro? It's going swell, thanks for asking Of course, eh? Yeah. So today on the show, <laughs> we have Wajid Khan. He wrote the book, The Struggle for World Sanity, a Muslim-born yogi mystic reveals a practical solution to solve all problems facing humanity. Uh, Wajid is a pretty awesome dude, uh, very spiritual. Uh, he has His book is really great. Uh, I recommend going and checking that out on Audible. It's about three and a half hours, uh, but it's packed with like spirituality and mysticism uh, and kind of like an interesting worldview uh, because he's kind of been everywhere and done so much. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, so go check that out for sure. Uh, also, Wajid's going to be on the group show on Saturday with us, uh, along with Emmanuel Kingman and uh esoteric eddie and a couple other homies so come check out the group show go check out episode uh 41 42 43 this is episode 44 and then we should have a group show coming up to discuss all these topics about good and evil god and satan and duality so tune in for that uh well so whoa, whoa hold on what you want to something cool this what? is episode fofo when 44. you emailed me the fofo, when you emailed me the link, my inbox went to seven, 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 baby. Ooh. Pretty sweet. Awesome. Uh, also, go check out the Patreon. We have new episodes up on there, and there'll be another uh, new episode coming up on there pretty soon with Miguel Connor from Gnostic Radio AM Byte. Uh so go check out that episode and uh and then uh I got another uh Devil's Advocate coming out with uh the homie Romy or that one's already on there. I don't know. <laughs> Shit's on there though. Go check it out. <laughs> if you don't sign up, I'm gonna find you and I'm going to yeah. Polish your shoes. So that so, might be better for you if you don't. Yeah, go jump in the Patreon. Uh, it's $3 a month, and you're getting four to five episodes, if not more, a month that we're not putting out on the regular feed. So it's worth it. It's worth the money. What do you got to lose? Nothing. Besides three bucks. But it's a gain. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's uh get into that 
Trust. Angel dust. So today we're going to read from the nine freedoms by Dr. George King, who was who uh, that? that was what Jeed Khan's master that taught him. Um, so we're going to go to the book and we're going to read from the well, we're going to read from the website. Can, can we uh, affirm something really quick? before we go deeper into this when we say master i know it sounds like you know a slave yeah Uh, so let us let us refrain and and let you guys know that this is uh not a slave owner and this is something that they they call um within the spiritual world um and in the mystic world you can be a master of you know like yoga and you know uh just deep connection to the cosmos and such and so uh, it just like i'm just saying when you know when people are listening to this for the first time before we go into the interview you'll obviously find out that you know he wasn't a slave or anything like that but that's kind of the first kind of visionary i get when you say like <laughs> you know he was taught by his master you know um, okay i mean his master just, yogi that yeah, yeah, but th- this All is right. truly what Spiritual. it was called. He was he was called a master. I just I just wanted to reiterate to to the humans that um, yeah. it's not a cult. His spiritual master. Yes. So this is the foreword to the nine freedoms in 1961. An ancient and wise cosmic intelligence, codenamed Mars Sector Six saw fit to deliver the most profound spiritual philosophy the world had ever received. It was called the Nine Freedoms. Since then, thousands of people have had their lives completely changed by coming into contact with this extraordinary series of teachings. I know. I am one of them. I have made point of studying the philosophies of many many religions and have found wisdom in all of them. Much of their teaching is still as valid today as it was when it was first delivered. But the Nine Freedoms goes further. It continues where they end. It is even more relevant now than it was when it was first delivered. And it will still be more relevant in the future. It is a work of timeless wisdom designed specifically for the new age, which is now dawning. The style of Mars Sector 6, who has been described by other masters as a lord of karma, is superbly concise yet resonant with meaning as well as studying the text you will you would be advised to contemplate deeply on them one by one each freedom is introduced by a prominent and wise ascended master from this earth known as saint gu ling there is also a beautiful transmission by the great master of love jesus who came from the planet venus to read these cosmic transmissions is a profound experience, but to listen to them is an elevating spiritual intuition. Dr. King's commentaries and lectures on the text are truly brilliant. With his hallmark of down-to-earth practicality, blended with clear explanation of even the most advanced concepts, Dr. King gives us a treasure of knowledge, revealing the hidden meanings of each freedom. 
This website opens the door to a teaching which is more than a book or even a Bible. It is intended the ultimate signpost on the road to human evolution. Dr. Richard Lawrence, on behalf of the International Directors, the Aetherius Society. Um, so that is the foreword. And then we're going to get into some of the freedoms here. Well, we're going to take some turns reading these out. So, uh, Roman, what you got? Nine freedom number one. The first freedom will be bravery. From Mars Sector 6, bravery is essential in all things. For while the aspirant allows the negative acum- accumulate accum- <laughs> accumulation of fear to discolor his outlook, he cannot ever truly aspire to freedom. Throughout our lives, there are tests of bravery, but all the more so once we tread the spiritual path in a serious fashion. Once we desire more from life than the ordinary world of everyday existence, we then begin to glimpse the extraordinary and exciting world of the spiritual path which offers psychic and spiritual development opportunity. And once we dig deeper in this way, our evolution is speeded up because we are now moving more quickly through our karmic pattern, more and more lessons and opportunities to learn and grow and come our way. These challenges led us to unlock the potential within, requiring us to let go of our fears and embrace positive change we cannot aspire to enlightened states without conquering fears next one is love the second freedom this is uh from mars sector six the second freedom is love true love manifest this and mold your future and then it goes on to say the journey into love is now even more vital now the time is urgent for global change it is vital that all caring, thoughtful humans are prepared to use the power of love, that mystic fuel of the heart, to help strengthen and heal ourselves as well as others. Now the need to reveal our deeper nature is even more pressing. When we look at the state of our world, we know that more needs to be done. The capacity of a loving heart is unimaginably great. We have just to learn how to unlock its mysterious power. How do we begin to access this infinite source of loving power within us? But first of all, do we really understand what love is? Uh, Dr. George King, L-O-V-E, needs quite a bit of studying in order to understand it properly. Upon Terra, says a man from Mars, this word is wrongly used. I don't think we need reminding that we use this wrongly. I think every day of our lives, we use it wrongly. I think every religion we have ever had of uses this word wrongly. I have not myself heard an Orthodox priest, and I have heard some from any Orthodox pulpit refer to love as the name of an essential energy. I have heard him refer to it as some kind of vague emotion which we are supposed to express. But how can we express a thing unless we understand it? We cannot do so. How can we hope to fight black magic unless we understand what black magic is and the fact that it exists? How can we hope to express love unless we know what it is? 
Now, let's just try and study exactly what it is and what brings it about. Then and only then, I maintain, can we manifest it correctly. Love is not the measure of emotion. So many people think it is. This vague kind of oily, gooey, gooey, sentimentally that some people express, they take that for love. That isn't it. That isn't it at all. It's a dynamic energy. Mars, Sector 6. Love is not the measure of emotion, whether soft or violent. It is something deeper, something greater, something which cannot be measured even in mind conception. Uh, Also, Mars, Sector 6. Love is an all permeating energy which is above mind it is the third degree manifestation of the initial creative force love is the transmuter of war it is the creator of peace love as such is the healer of disease manifestation of the second freedom will bring to terra freedom from want freedom from war freedom from disease freedom from one's lower self freedom from hate, and freedom from basic emotionalism. On our journey into love, we should love and nurture ourselves by performing spiritual practices and reflecting on truth, wisdom, and the bounty of creation. It is refreshing for our souls to go outside under the stars and reflect upon our existence. It is important to reflect on our journey and become inspired by the possibilities that await us and it is more important than ever for us to put our love into action for humanity by giving service in some of the many ways available to us when we pray give healing and give other forms of service we are using this great energy of love and then as promised by mars sector six we shall be instrumental in helping to bring true freedom and peace to earth The third freedom, service. Freedom from selfishness is service. In these days, there is much service, which is vitally important to tear up. There are few servers. There are so many ways to serve. You have a great love for nature and the Mother Earth and feel inspired to work for one of the many good environmental or ecological organizations. You may feel deeply about the plight of children, the sick, the hungry, or the elderly. There may there are many organizations that exist to help, and you may wish to become a healer or spend time each day radiating your love through prayer. Perhaps you are able to give financial aid to those in need, bringing light and practical help to the lives of many. Whatever the path of service we choose, ultimately it is always the good we do for others that is the key to lasting fulfillment. It has even been claimed that a spontaneous act of helping another person triggers a biological response, which has been termed elevation, sometimes called the helper's high. More importantly, we can prove to ourselves through our own experience that in the long run, being a better person makes us feel better. There's nothing more unsettling than a guilty conscience and nothing less gratifying than selfishness. The cure for this is service. But for service to be truly spiritual in nature, there has to be more to it than our own personal desire to feel good as a result of it. There's nothing wrong with feeling good, but the magical 
mystic of service is born of a genuine yearning to help others inspired by love of the divine if we really crave with all our hearts to do the highest good we will invoke this opportunity into our lives and cultivate the intuition and recognize it the strength and live up to it the fourth freedom enlightenment Freedom from ignorance can be brought about by all terrestrials who are willing to expend sufficient energy to bring this elevated state into being. There is but one major sin upon Terra, that is, ignorance. Bravery, dispensation of pure love, service, these attributes can help the aspirant to bring enlightenment into being. The spiritual path, like any profoundly important journey, is full of twists and turns, you will have wonderful, liberating experiences along the way, but you will also have some tough times. Despite, despite what some people now proclaim, enlightenment does not happen in a flash. We can read about self-styled teachers who give themselves long, holy names and offer instant enlightenment or easy removal of one's negative karma. However, as Mars Sector 6 explains, it is necessary to expend sufficient energy to bring this elevated state into being, and sufficient is quite a lot. Enlightenment is a result of the controlled application of the specific energies and procedures towards a predetermined end. Um, the freedom <gasps> enlightenment is the fruit which can be cultivated in the spiritual garden of terrestrial man. If he tends it with sufficient care, sufficient kindness, sufficient patience, sufficient tolerance, if he tends it with intelligence, if he tends it with manipulating his karmic pattern through the right service, this will grow, blossom, and will bear all fruits. Serve, manipulate your karmic pattern, then you'll be allowed to walk through the dawn of enlightenment. The great cosmic master Mars Sector 6 has given us the essential stages to our enlightenment. He has shown us the doors that are open for all of us to enter. The qualifications have been outlined for us. When we give service to others, the great powers within us begin to rise naturally, and we are then firmly on the path towards enlightenment. However incredible it may seem, and although it may not happen in this particular incarnation, enlightenment is not only something we are all capable of achieving it is something we are all destined to achieve why waste a single second of god-given time during which we could be actively progressing towards this lofty and most worthy goal the fifth freedom will be cosmic consciousness Freedom from limitations is only brought about by sincere and diligent directed effort through countless incarnations upon Terra. Which I love that. I love that name Terra for Earth. I, I, I always forget it, but I love it. Uh, it is not some vague thing which just happens. It is made to happen. Dr. George King, there is no doubt that mankind has put numerous limit limitations on itself. There is also no doubt that he is present in the classroom called Earth. To learn to take off these limitations, the soul of man is a bright light which has been covered by numerous different colored materials. The light which now shines from the soul through the thought and action of man is a different color from the pure radiance which is the source. As he strips limitations from himself or layers of material from this light, 
so it changes color with each one taken off and it gradually becomes brighter and purer until there until there will come a time that when it will shine with its original unadulterated white radiance and as all his thoughts and actions and this time man will become much nearer to god than he is at present the limitations imposed by man upon himself have certain very direct results which manifest in his every thought and action Def definite steps must be taken in order to balance these thoughts and actions and overcome the self-imposed limitations so that man can rise to his full dominion the statement it is made to happen means that limitation can only be a transmuted in the fires of right thought and action through sustained effort no other forces in this universe can accomplish for any of you as much as you can for yourself and all that matters and all all that the masters can do is to advise you of the path to be taken and then it's up to you to take the path providing you are ready to strip from your limited self and the imposed limitations if you are not ready to make this effort then you will stay just where you are behind the bars of the prison of your own creating this choice purely an individual one must be taken sooner or later by all men if it is taken at this time much pain can be avoided if it is left to a later date then the experiences which are necessary in order to strip from the light of the soul the discoloration which you have put there may be very painful ones uh the sixth freedom will be ascension this is from mars sector six <clears throat> freedom from rebirth is brought about by he who is ready as a result of the countless experiences countless lessons well learned through these experiences such a one has manipulated his karma so that it forms a pattern which proves that he does not need to learn the basic lessons which can be afforded by further birth upon terra when the stage has been reached the adept then leaves his planet terra through death into a fuller life such a one may then choose whether or not he will remain upon terra in order to render service or whether he will go onward to an introduction into the experience cycle of another planet at this stage those with certain definite abilities volunteer to forego the greater bliss of an introduction into the experience cycle of another planet and choose to remain upon terra a special initiation is then afforded to the adept who chooses to remain upon terra and he is then initiated into the great white brotherhood the great white brotherhood also known as the spiritual hierarchy of earth consists of advanced beings male and female from different nationalities and races many of them are ascended masters who have undergone the elevated initiation of ascension and have chosen to remain on this earth in order to help support and promote spirituality throughout our world these enlightened individuals have sacrificed their own advancement in order to help us they work in many ways from their retreats in various parts of the world members of the spiritual hierarchy of earth include saint guling count saint germain the lord matria swami 
Vivekananda, and many more. The initiation mentioned above by Mars Sector 6 refers to the initiation of ascension, which is given to an adept who chooses to remain on Earth in order to work directly from the spiritual hierarchy of Earth. A graphic eyewitness account of such an initiation appears in the Nine Freedoms book. This report is unique as it is the first of its kind ever to appear in print in metaphysical literature. Dr. King believed that he was granted the privilege of such an experience so that the connection between the cosmic hierarchy and this earth could be shown once and for all in intimate detail. A close study of this happening gives us some idea of the glory and magnificence of Ascension. Marsh Sector 6. Ascension will not be brought about by even the service in any ten lives. If suddenly the dawn of humanitarian breaks over an individual live stream, that life stream then has to work for many lives in service in spiritual ways in all of them before even cosmic consciousness is possible. After this stage of awareness has been mastered, then lives ensue before total experience has been gained. Even so, it is the birthright of every live stream upon Terra to enjoy the highest form of initiation upon Terra. Ascension. <laughs> Ascension. And after Ascension is the seventh freedom, and it will be interplanetary existence. After the initiation of Ascension, the live stream passes from Terra and either returns to work upon Terra or goes another classroom in the solar system. In the reference, classroom means to a higher plane of existence on another planet in the solar system, a physical plane, but one which exists at a higher frequency of vibration. Dr. George King, one important fact should be made clear at this point. To avoid any misunderstanding in the mind of the student, the vast majority of the life streams now inhabiting the other planets have not needed to pass through the experiences offered by life on this earth. The main reason for this is made clear in the introduction of the nine freedoms. It is shown how man now on earth had committed the base cosmic crime by causing the death of the planet Maldek. Hundreds of thousands of years ago, there was another planet in the solar system. This planet made an orbit between Mars and Jupiter and is now the asteroid belt. Then it was a planet about the size of Earth, a green and prosperous world inhabited by people who were, for the most part, reasonably satisfied with their progress. The civilization was not really advanced, but had attained a stage which afforded an abundance of necessities that made life comfortable for everybody. Eventually, however, the people of this planet became, in comparison with the higher planetary cultures, a selfish, lackadaisical race seeking their own enjoyment, like the majority of people on Earth today. Finally, after a race for material conquest and power, they exploded a hydrogen bomb and completely destroyed the planet Maldek and murdered the whole population in one blinding flash. The millions of life streams were released onto the different planes and greatly limited according to the law of karma because of the cosmic crime they had committed in destroying a planet. A divine and highly advanced living being, however, the Mother Earth, in, com 
great compassion accepted this race of people to be reincarnated upon her great body, causing herself great limitation as a result. The race upon earth at the time, Adamic man, remained for a while in order to give guidance and help the mutant population. Slowly but surely, the race evolved and the great civilization of Lemuria blossomed and once again destroyed through the greed and power of man. After that, the mighty civilization of Atlantis rose in all its glory, but it too fell in charred radioactive ruins. Today we stand in a similar position, the one we occupied before the terrible destruction of planet Maldek and the great civilizations of Lemuria and Atlantis. The question is, have we learned our lesson? And will we continue the path of selfishness, greed, power? Or shall we finally learn that the path to peace and enlightenment is one of bravery, service, and love? Wow. That's a good one. <laughs> that's, a, that's like a whole cre different creation story than like what we've ever heard. Uh, uh, Wajid does go on to talk about that a little bit more, too, in the interview, so... Um, also, yeah, I, I recommend going to the ninthfreedoms.org. Uh, we're kind of going through and reading each one uh, kind of haphazardly. So go check them out and read them fully for yourselves. Uh, the eighth freedom is Saturnian existence uh, from Mars Sector 6. The eighth freedom will be Saturnian existence. After the live stream. After the life stream has gained experience by living and serving on other planets in the solar system, it is then ready to be introduced into an even greater, fuller, more complete, more aware cycle of existence. After a life stream has passed through the necessary experiences on this earth, it is then given the initiation of ascension, as you have heard in the sixth freedom. From there, the first planetary step is taken as an introduction into the life cycle of either Mars, Neptune, Jupiter, or Pluto. The life stream may have to gain experience on all these planets, moving freely between one planet and another. Dr. George King. Then the, and then the intelligence progressed towards an introduction into the life cycle of Venus and Uranus, where different essential lessons are learned. When sufficient cosmic experience has been gained by the life stream, it is then deemed ready for the next important and decisive step through evolution. Mars Sector 6. It is presented to the lesser solar lords for initiation. After this initiation, it is then introduced into the Saturnian life cycle. At this time, it is neither male nor female, but both in the highest possible sense. Uh, such a one is not limited because of limitation. Such a one has great freedom because it has rejected all freedom. These are the masters of the planetary system who are actively engaging in helping all life streams to evolve out of their darkness, their ignorance, and their suffering. Dr. George King, without such masters at these in the planetary system, only God knows what it would be like. These beings, realizing their interrelationship with all other life streams, have forged ahead through unimaginably hard work and suffering. 
have evolved to such a point that their very existence within the solar system helps to raise all other life forms within it. There is no service greater than this, which can be possibly be imagined. Every time a murder is committed on Earth, the mass of humanity is held back in some degree by that shameful crime committed by one of their n- number. As we are interrelated in the body of a whole, any disease in one cell affects that whole. On the other hand, any enlightenment in one cell also affects that whole. Every live stream on Earth is affected in some degree for the better by the existence of the great beings upon Saturn. You would do well always to remember this. If you must forget your name, do so, but never forget the debt you owe to the masters on Saturn if you are searching for and hope to find enlightenment. Remember also that every good deed you do, every true spiritual prayer you send forth, every aspect of a true contemplation you give to man, every time that you enter the true meditative state, you are helping not only the few around you, but the mass of cells which help to make up this interrelated body of the whole damn (laughs) are you ready for the ninth freedom (laughs) the ninth freedom will be solar existence after a successful term of office as one perfects perfects of saturn the cosmic adept then moves to an even higher plane of existence. Imagine that. But before this time, it travels to a central sun of this galaxy for advanced initiation into the secrets of variable dimension. I'm just going to touch on this real quick before we go. This this is kind of touching in on a lot of like... um very old ethos and like ancient culture types of belief systems, like referencing one, I brought it up once before and I need to look way more into this. Um, but there's not a lot to be found, unfortunately, but the mound building, uh, culture, you know, I, 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 uh, learned that they would go to the tops of these mounds or specific heightened, uh, mounds that they built for, their soul leaving their body on the winter solstice to go around the, go around the planet and, you Mm -hmm. know, to, to gain wisdom and to heal and stuff. So this, this, um, kind of touches in on some of that stuff. So it kind of like has that, that, that bit of credibility, you know, like thinking about our consciousness and our spirit and our soul and the, you know, and some, even an, an experience I had on acid one time, where I, which was one of the most amazing experiences I had ever had. I was by myself and I just like, I had an out of body experience where I left my body and I went, my spirit, my soul went to the outside of like the atmosphere. It seemed like it went to the outside of the atmosphere of the earth and I was just a light body next to other light bodies that were all just kind of floating around and, and cruising. And it was just almost like, it's almost like, yeah, like you're just, you're transforming pinballing to these different levels of ascension. It's, it's, it's quite mind melting and beautiful. 
Yeah, I read, a, I read a book oh, yes. called The Gaia Project that's very similar to this also. And also uh, there was another book called like The Book of Dazan and kind of touches on the same thing. Um, some, some some aspects are slightly different, but it's about this cosmic spirituality that we all have and we're all trying to raise our vibration to get into these other levels of vibration that are completely more cosmic than the vibration here of this planet. But we can't get to those other vibrations unless we vibrate higher here on this dimension to mm-hmm. be able to ascend to the next dimension. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's why yeah. like they say, you know, reincarnation right and yeah. those concepts here on earth is very real because if you don't do the work you're never going to leave and you know and and ascend to the next the next realm of and whatever it is so um i that's what reincarnation is to me is um and that's why we all keep getting reincarnated is because our our vibrations in general like are just purposefully being um, yeah not let to 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 ascend for whatever reason for whatever type of things but that's what the other higher masters that are on these other planets are dealing with they're they're trying to uh battle basically mm-hmm. it's a cosmic battle it's a cosmic conscious battle what a what a trip huh dude it's great it's far out man it's far out brother all right let me read this and then we'll wrap it up here um dr george king the perfects the perfects of Saturn are those who constitute the inner circle of the Cosmic Advisory Council, and after they have served a stated term of office in this capacity, they are then ready for the next major step in their evolution. The central sun of this galaxy means the great invisible sun around which this galaxy moves in a continual orbit, a hub of the galactic wheel, as it were. The central sun of this galaxy would, of course, be one of the lords of creation and no doubt invisible to the human physical eye, but very visible to the true eye of an advanced Saturnian intelligence. Mars Scepter 6 Together as the one, they work, radiating power and energy to all life streams in the solar system, radiating the very power of their bodies, the very energy of their hearts. Dr. George King, your body is solidified sunlight. Everything you see, smell, hear, taste, or touch on this earth is solidified sunlight. Even the great universal life forces, or pranas, around which all creation resolves, revolves throughout the planetary system, are sunlight on one energy plane or another. A moment's reflection on this will give you the realization that this is indeed one of the greatest truths of metaphysics. From the sun came the planets in the solar system, and when their present life is finished, back to the sun again they will go. The beings on the sun are radiating the essence of their bodies through the ethers, so that life in the solar system might use this energy in order to express itself in multitudinous ways. In order to gain experience, in order to evolve, in order to continue the journey back to the divine source again. If ever there is such a thing as debt, then we are in debt forever to such beings as those on the sun. Never can we hope to repay such a debt save by a cancellation through some aspect of karmic law 
if that is possible. The very energy from their bodies gives us the universal life force which makes up our food, water, and air we breathe. And the very energy of their hearts gives us the highest inspirations, our purest love. The great tides of spiritual energy which continually flow like mighty seas through the solar system upon which all life is entirely dependent is the very blood of these ineffable beings and there is not even a rock which could live in its present form except by the mercy and creative ability of these great masters. If ever life on earth was dependent upon any one thing, then it is completely and absolutely dependent on the sun for its every expression. Mars, Scepter 6. The nine freedoms have been given to Terra at this time in order to stimulate and raise the consciousness, consciousness of the few thinkers. Use this information well, for it will change you, for it will cause multitudinous ways, thoughts to come into your mind. For this information will be the dawning of wisdom for you. And use it well. Oh, brothers, use it well. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> there's there's so yeah. much there and all of that. But, I mean, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely they are words of wisdom. Uh, I might not agree too much with the cosmology aspect of some of these things or the story in general but as far as like these different freedoms bravery love service enlightenment cosmic consciousness ascension interplanetary existence saturnian existence and solar existence it's it's a very fascinating and humbling in a way because you realize like how insignificant but how significant you are at the same time you're like but one cell in this whole being but you have the power to change your one cell and influence all the other cells to also change and if they can all change and you can all do that together you can ascend into like these other realms of consciousness and vibration. I mean, fuck man, you'd have, you have to like sit and meditate on almost each one of these just to like really see clearly how deep these things are. Uh, uh, yeah. And they, they kind of remind me of like, it, I mean, it kind of reminds me of an evolution of hermeticism in a, in a sense like see a lot of these have hermetic axioms tied into it which is some of the oldest philosophies that we have here like you know as texas and uh, as, mm -hmm. as humans on terra which i think kind of give guidelines for existence on terra that would help you also have higher vibration and ascend the hermetic laws do. And so I think, and I was also listening to, it was the very end of the Kabbalion book, the very end, the final chapter was talking about how, you know, it's one thing to, to hear these laws and these, these practices. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to read them, but it's another thing to actually practice them and have them in your life. 
you know it's it's another thing to actually to to use them to benefit not just you but but your community and, and things around you so I, I think I think they kind of tie into each other like that. And another f- cool thought I had today um, was thinking about the states of matter, right? Like we have uh, solid, gas, liquid, and there's sometimes a fourth state of matter, uh, you know, but we're not going to get into that. But the concept of consciousness in our mind having different states of matter as well. Mm. I mean, if physical forms can have them. It would. I mean, it, it makes sense that then the mind would also have these states of matter as well, and that's what a lot of this kind of sounds like. You know, um, is you're basically taking your consciousness and transmuting it to another state of matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of work. We got to start yesterday. <laughs> yeah, man. For real. For real. Uh, yeah, I find that the whole thing pretty compelling uh like what it talks about with the sun and how the sun goes into everything that's kind of a box saga thing too you know uh they say everything comes from the sun and even the sperma and everything and everything reaches that point and we were basically spreading around this energy from the sun within our sperm and everything so uh so that kind of even matches up with that so I find that pretty interesting. Uh, obviously, kind of a different cosmology and everything, but still some of those uh, ideas are there, at least. Man, you know who we're getting on next month that might have, uh, might be an ascended master from one of these planets? No, who? Flying Rainbow Lasagna. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should ask her about that stuff, man. Yeah. We're going to be well prepped on it for, I think that's uh, midway through the month, next month. That's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> I can't wait. Next month is going to be a lot of fun, man. I can't wait. Yeah, My sister is going to be joining us uh, for the Divine Feminine Month. Uh, she's going to pop onto the show. Uh, she's been wanting to come on, so we're going to give her the opportunity to hang out <laughs> with us. Your cat and your dog are fighting behind you. I so. know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to give my sister the opportunity to come on the show and hang out and talk with our guests and do intros with us and all that and uh, give her perspective. Uh, and so I think it's going to be fun to, to do that and uh, kind of have like a, a little bit different of an opinion uh, in, in the podcast, you know. Uh, so I think it should be fun. I'm Dude, looking forward Dan- to it. All right, let's get into this interview, man. Let's get into this interview. Here's uh, Wajid Khan. Enjoy. Wake Wake up. up. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning into today's show. We are rising from the ashes. And we, as the fire tribe, will rise. Awaken our eyes beyond what is seemingly laid upon us. We can extend our consciousness to the further ends of our cosmic understanding. If you enjoy our show and you like the content that we create, 
friends. Hello, everybody. Yes, please, please, please do. Also, follow us on Instagram at RFTA Podcast. If you have any questions or concerns, you can email us at risingftashes at yahoo.com. to rising from the ashes i'm danny noggy dan <laughs> and i am the homie romy hello how's it going man today we are here with wajid khan how's it going wajid i'm doing great dan good to see you romy great to be on hello. your show it's a yes. true true pleasure yeah so uh tell us a little bit about your book the struggle for world sanity well um i i actually got it published last year uh uh in august of 20 actually it was a um and you know it was actually it was august of 2020 and uh it was right in the it was kind of right in in the, at the start of the pandemic it took me a little while to publish it i mean i didn't i didn't you know, I didn't put it down that it would publish, uh, you know, the start of the pandemic, but the title, The Struggle for World Sanity, I thought was interesting to to be published in, in the, at the start of the pandemic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. But, but what happened, actually, it, it, it went right right to a number one bestseller on two categories. Uh, first was uh, uh, UFOs and the other was mysticism mm. and spirituality. I mean, of course, it didn't stay there, but it gave me a good indication that uh, you know a lot of people out there are really interested in this subject. It, it's no longer a taboo subject. It's no longer – it's something that people are opening up to mainstream uh, thinking, uh, you know, and people are, as you say, inquiring minds want to know, and uh, people people want to know the truth. They want to know what's behind the facade that's being created that stop people from knowing certain aspects of truth which have not been revealed. So that was another reason for writing the book. But the main thing, uh, Dan and Roman, was um, was you know in the middle of this uh, madness that we're in, you know, uh, with this endless wars and pollution and hatred between races and religions and, and an economic system that favors the rich, and it just goes on and on. But I wanted to offer a glimpse of hope, uh, 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 yeah. an inspiration, to say that you know what, even though things are like that, they're not going. What's been 
what's been prophesized by the prophets of old and new is that there is going to be a new age that's dawning uh, on planet Earth in the near future, in the next few centuries, and nothing can stop that, no matter how far man will regress. Uh, it's it's a great t- it's a time of great change right now for for planet Earth. Big yeah. transitional points. Yeah, I found the book very inspiring. Also, uh, and and it's also full of like cool. Uh, mysticism things uh the story with your spiritual master is is amazing i love that so much um and then but in your early years you had some mystical experiences with ufos can we can we get into that a little bit yeah um at the uh um i i think that you know i'm a firm believer in reincarnation i believe that there's, there's, there's no such thing as an innocent child. We all come onto the planet uh, with uh, good and bad deeds from our previous lives, mm-hmm. and some of us, some of us, well, mostly when people are young, they have premonitions of a past life and some experiences that they had. And uh, I had similar experiences. Now, in regards to, um, uh, you know, um, I, I was fairly psychic. Uh, at a young age and uh, you know when we moved from Pakistan to England uh, it was a five week journey by bus and train Um, I can understand the plight of uh, migrants and refugees now but that was back in the uh, in the early 60s and then um, you know I was three years old at the time and then they um, I, I could I could predict they would ask me when the next train would would be if the next train would be on time. I don't remember these. I, my older brother referred me to, you know, to what I used to do, and and I would tell them if mm-hmm. the next train coming would be on time, and it, and if it wasn't going to be on time, I would tell them it's not going to be on time, and I was correct all the time. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, even then, even at a very early age, I had psychic premonitions, and again, I attribute that to. Um, you know, uh, having those skills in a previous life. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, when, when we were in England and I was, uh, I was playing in, in, in the playing ground, I was about six, seven years old. I could see psychically on another dimension, on another frequency, uh, a UFO or a flying saucer that actually landed on the playground. And even though it was invisible on the physical plane, I, on the, on the, on the, uh, on the different vibrational plane, I could clearly see it. And so, um, again, it, it, it showed me that, you know, uh, we, you know, we're not just physical beings. We exist on different levels. There's de- different levels of dimensions of experiences, uh, of different mm-hmm. realms. And I could see that even at an early age. Yeah. That's, what, what, did, that's, uh, what, wow. what did the UFO look like? Uh, it, it was your the basic, uh, you know, um, circular shape with the round port holes and mm-hmm. uh, landing gear, and it just they just stayed. And I I wasn't even scared; I was just intrigued. And all the kids were playing, and I could clearly see it. And like I say, it wasn't in the physical dimension; it was on a yeah. on another level dimension that I could clearly. Were they see. were they playing through it or playing around it or? 
Did it seem um, like it was physically there to them? No, they were it, to them. It was invisible, but I could clearly clearly see it. So, okay, it's hard hard to describe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I guess it's the same if somebody sees a ghost. Yeah. Um, like they, you know, they see the ghost, and other people can't see the ghost, or they see somebody's passed away. It's the same kind of scenario. Just looking at this UFO on in a different dimension as a kid. So, yeah. I want to ask you a question about being uh, more psychically attuned at a younger age. Talking about reincarnation, and which I mean, it's obviously like a. <laughs> You know, you can't really answer these things in just a you know a couple of minutes or even even in a lifetime to try to understand. But um, something that's really interesting to me is the par- like the parents and choosing the body and choosing the life and choosing um, those those types of parameters that are you know if reincarnation's there, it's either it can be chance or random. But the Kabbalion uh, surely let us know that there is no there's no random chance that things are um, due to cause and effect of sorts. So I was wondering on, on your opinion on that, like what did you have any uh, like experiences that kind of maybe made you think that you were brought to your parents for a reason or that they needed you at that certain time or any sort of experiences like that? Um, I, I don't, uh, you know, I can't answer that, but uh, but based on my research and and the information I've received from my own yogi master, Dr. George King, it's 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 been said that you actually do choose your parents uh, before you 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 come come to earth. Your your higher self uh, chooses the exact moment and time of your rebirth. I mean. You know, you talk about super colossal computers on, <laughs> on this planet. They can't compare to <laughs> that kind of uh, timing where uh, a certain sets of experiences are outlined in your life and then you either fo- follow them, uh, you know, in order to, to uh, progress or you can regress based, again, on your self-will. But that just blows my mind. So the fact that I actually, or you and... Dan actually chose your own parents and on, 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 on the exact time. Well, you didn't, but the higher aspects, because you know we have yeah. we have a higher aspects of us. Uh, did 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 choose that timing? And so you're right. I don't think nothing's random. Nothing happens by chance, and uh, everything is 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 be, is designed. But then you know, I question. Well, if it's designed, then you know, was my life predetermined or was it predestined? You know. So, but then again, you know, you have deja vu where you've been in a place and you and you know that you've been there before. Mm-hmm. So um, these these things are a mystery. But at the same time, uh, many people have experienced that. Many people in their young, you know, in the young age, remember their past lives. Uh, I remember mine very distinctly. And then as they grow older, uh, that memory kind of fades away, and they just focus on on this present life. So I think for this day and age, I think it's kind of important to just focus on, on the present life because uh, if, it, you know, they say that when you're ready, when you become an adept or a master, you reach a certain mastery uh, of your, uh, within yourself, then all your past lives will be shown to you. Um, but at this point in our evolution, 
probably won't be a good idea to delve into pa- I, I don't want to know that I was a soldier who killed civilians in a past life that I mean I got enough to handle with this life you know what I'm saying <laughs> and yeah. so because you know we weren't all uh kings and queens and you know princes and princesses you know like Dr. King said somebody had to clean out the stable you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you think you think we live in multiple timelines at one consecutive time uh, I, I, well, we, we, we live in, uh, several dimensions at the same time. Mm. Uh, we're just not aware of those dimensions, uh, yeah. of those realms of existence. And now my yogi master was an adept of astral projection. He could consciously, um, you know, when, when, when we sleep, sleep is a, a state of projection when part of the consciousness actually projects from the body but we don't remember i mean we have some lucid dreams we have some very vivid dreams and the vivid dreams sometimes kind of tell us where we are we sometimes have nightmares we sometimes are, are in beautiful palaces or gardens and what so you, uh, yeah go ahead go ahead Finn. and and so um with with my with my yogi master he was able to project consciously and he said that there are seven uh, six realms above us mm-hmm. and four realms below us just on this earth and if you mag- if you manage you know attach that to different planets in this solar system and beyond of course they probably have higher 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 realms as well so that's something to consider uh, something that, food for thought for your listeners yeah. Uh, I lost what I was going to say. <laughs> um, multiple time uh, reincarnation. Um. Well, I mean, if you look at the uh, the nature spirits, the divas, they 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 completely dovetail. They're on a different vibrational sequence, but they completely dovetail. So they pick up the emanations from the mind emanations of mankind. And mm. so, um, and they produce weather conditions according to our state of mind. So, you know, it's another aspect of why we need to control our thoughts because we send energy to the nature spirits by, you know, our wars and our greed and our hatred. And as a result, we get really bad weather conditions. There were, there were times when we were part of advanced civilizations where we could actually control the weather. But uh, unfortunately, we've regressed to the point where a lot of these weather conditions are are on our own making anyway. Oh yeah. yeah, well, there's. I think they. I think we can and do control the weather, but it's not necessarily a community type of thing that it may have been at, at a past time. Unfortunately, <clears throat> you know, a lot of that. A lot of that's is incredibly esoteric to even fathom being able to control the atmosphere or to have any sort of like connection to the condition of the weather. But, um, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a large part of the, the, um, the spiritual awakening that you would experience when you, you go through that. You could say you can tap into the earth energy and allow your agrigorical energies by manifesting and praying and chanting and connecting to be able to <clears throat> modify the weather. Um, but now we just do it with chemicals and, and, and gnarly uh, powdered heavy metals and then uh, ground radar heaters and 
yeah, you know, <laughs> I guess it's easier and uh, costs well, less. Well, yeah, there's, there's 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 karma involved in that when you mess with Mother Nature as well. You have to pay mm-hmm. the consequences for that. But look at some of the American Indian rituals where they do the uh, rain dances yes. and they send yeah. the energy to the nature spirits. Next thing you know, it rains. So yeah. they were they, see they were attuned not only with the nature spirits but of the earth. Of course, we know now people are realizing. You know, there's this there's this big uproar about climate change and you know mm. the weather changing, but but they miss the X factor, and the X factor is that this planet herself is a living, breathing goddess. She actually lives. And, Absolutely. And and people need to start realizing that before they you know before they start you know taking her resources without giving anything back. But that's another thing. That's another truth that's been revealed, and unfortunately, it's been mostly the traditions of the indigenous tribes around the planet who've who've accepted that. But now, modern, so-called modern man—I I don't refer as modern in 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 the—I guess in tech tech technologically wise, yeah, maybe. But as far as you know, a spiritual understanding, uh, we're still in baby steps, and they, these these kind of truths. Uh, need to need to be thrown out to the masses, and people like yourselves are throwing these truths out. And I applaud you guys because more and more, as you said, Aroma, with this spiritual awakening that's occurring, uh, people people are being inspired. They're thinking beyond the norm. They're thinking beyond, you know, the iPhones and the YouTubes and the TikToks and 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 the general news that they're they're, they're part of their part of their intuition or inspiration is telling them, you know, that there's more to life than the way that we've been molded and hypnotized over the centuries. Yes. Um, yeah, a million times, yes. Yeah, you're talking about dreams. Uh, what do you think that dreams are and what do you think is the meaning behind, like, people that have the same type of reoccurring dreams? Um, I get reoccurring dreams, I, I you know, um, and I think that's just psychological aspects. Uh, it could be related to uh, past experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it could be stress-related, could be fear-related, and those can come out in dreams as well. So it's important, uh, you know, that that if you if you keep your mindset uh, on a positive level during the day, it will kind of come back. And when you go to sleep, uh, it will reflect. But if you're yeah. full of worries and tension and fear, it will, it will reflect when, when you go to sleep as well. So but do, you but, think uh, the dream, the, do you think the dream realm is a, a different place in time or is it just, uh, our imagination or our brain defragmenting from all the day's stress. Well, I'm not a dream expert, so okay. I can't I can't really uh, answer that question. Um, but all, all I know is that you know part of our consciousness does leave the body, and we do we do go to other realms, and most of the time we don't remember. And then there's other times when we do remember, uh, we could even meet with relatives on the other side, we could have beautiful experiences, or we could go to lower realms and sometimes 
get interfered with. So there's a lot of possibilities, but um, but most of the time we don't remember where we go. Some people can, but most of the times we don't. Yeah, you'd have to. There's a lot of work you can do to connect with your dreams and your sleep and your higher self, and that. And that we're talking about, you know, the work. <laughs> you know, this is this is the work like that. It it's yeah, it's it's um, it's really, 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 really deep and beautiful. But I I have had a couple crazy experiences with dreams that have just like i mean i i'm like i gotta go back i have to go back i yeah. gotta go back like i gotta go back go back to bed and yeah. get to sleep like it's <laughs> i was so close i was so fucking close right i could taste it oh goodness um but i want to touch back earlier too because i never thought about forest spirits being almost a like a like a like a agrigore or like a, a refraction of your of our brain waves and our creative energy going out and connecting with outside vibration at you know a certain place where I think I think forest and certain places on Gaia's crust here have a very specific frequency. So like a forest will hold a certain frequency that emanates. And permeates within the forest, and when you're able to go and tap into that, and be able to be one with whatever vibration is in the forest, and then you're connecting with that, and then you will create these kind of figures. That's just mind blowing to me, and I'm I'm, I'm like deciphering it as we speak, which is, is hard to do. But um, I was thinking, you've had so many UFO experiences. Do you think that is kind of connected, like because? Uh, you were, you know, in this, in this, uh, these heightened areas, these places, like you speak of Stonehenge, um, which is a fascinating story. If you could please go in any more deeper detail on being anywhere around that magnetic anomaly area with gargoyles and all the things you speak of, <laughs> um, and potential interests to hollow earth and or teleportation areas, you know, what have you. Um, but do you think like that could be aliens could be refracting a refragmentation uh, of our consciousness um that's deep <laughs> that's like that's like 10 questions in one <laughs> sorry sorry um but first of all coming back to nature spirits um what your listeners it's very important to to realize that we are part of nature we're not just you know we're not outside of nature that we're part of the not not only nature but part of the cosmos and mm. um you know, so it's it's very important to just get away sometimes from the city and go go into the woods. And one thing that you can do is sit quietly, maybe by yourself, and just send out healing love vibrations to the nature spirits uh, around you. And you'll be amazed at the response that you get. And it just shows that they're real because they, you you can feel this beautiful energy coming back from them. So whatever you give out, you get back. So unfortunately, you know, these tides of hate and whatever in the walls, they have to manipulate. And I think if people realize that, I think there won't there won't be tsunamis and earthquakes and hurricanes and tornadoes tornado at the scales that we're getting mm -hmm. them right now. They'll be really tempered, you know. So do you? So do you think like 
the reason why that we're having more tornadoes and and earthquakes uh, have been perking up again too is because of the the fear that's going on in society today because all that negative energy is just boiling over and it's having an effect on the planet also yeah there's two aspects of climate change first first is is like you said is the uh, mind emanations because you know wow. they talk about pollution there's also mind yeah. pollution mind that people pollution. don't understand you know we have there's a mind belt around the earth and we're polluting that, and then the the deviant realms yeah. of the nature spirits pick up on that. Uh, and, but another uh, aspect of uh, climate change is also that the Mother Earth is also raising her vibrations, and so um, you know, he, uh, you know, there's a reason behind the ionosphere coming down and and the uh, the polar ice caps melting. That's actually for her benefit. Because what's been said is in the centuries to come, there's going to be an ambient uh, weather condition. There won't be any uh, spring, summer, fall, or winter. It'll just be a temperate climate like Hawaii around the planet. So it's actually for her benefit. So that's one aspect of climate change, which is positive. And then you have, uh, you know, uh, these terrible tornadoes and fires, Um, you know, like I I remember they had these wildfires in – in California, in Australia, they were terrible, you know, and, and the media, you know, if they would have said to the people, you know, I think um, there was one, uh, there was another, there was one uh, tornado that was coming in on the East Coast and um, one one of the candidates at that time, um, uh, she, she said, uh, we need to pray uh, to the tornado and everybody laughed at her. She had to take a uh, Ariane Will- Williamson. She had to take her Twitter tweet down because everybody was laughing. But that's exactly what people should have been doing. Was as that tornado was coming in, was to send power to that nature spirit or the the diva mm. that controlled that tornado, and it would have been diminished. And same with the fires in Australia and California. If the media would have come forward and said, uh. Um, you know, everybody raise their hands and send the vibration of white love energy uh, to the nature spirits. It would have reduced the, you know, it would have helped the energy itself, a tangible real energy would have reduced uh, the the fires significantly. So people are not aware of these, um, you know, very simple which the, like I said, the indigenous tribes know all about uh, of these rituals that that people can do because, you know, we're not we're not physical beings. We're actually spiritual beings inhabiting physical bodies, and so we are a natural. Uh, you know, we, we don't we 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 just don't utilize our our higher psychic senses, our higher inspirational senses. And that's what the call of action is today: is to is to raise our vibrations and send out this power and bring this kind of balance that that has been terribly lost uh, uh, with with all the madness that's going on right now. So it's time, uh, because of this uh, this rising consciousness that's occurring, primarily because of the uh, Aquarian age astrologically is pushing mankind at this time to think globally think unified and send out this power and so um it's up to us whether we want to 
decide to regress and go further and or or change in the light of you know uh the truths that are being propounded at the, in these days now coming back to um you know what what you said uh, roman in regards to um aliens and and vortexes of energy in stonehenge i mean there's there's it's really interesting uh, stonehenge and uh, there's another area near there called warminster and there's different uh, different places where there there are like you say are vortexes of energies which have attracted um uh aliens or ufo's to those areas i think um as places in arizona where there's been a lot of sightings but there's also been sightings around nuclear uh, uh weapon facilities and uh and oh, wow. and a, a lot of militaries which the military won't talk about but i remember um a few years ago on cnn they had these military retired military uh, generals uh talk about uh ufo's that came that came to this military base and sent out pink beams of energy and totally um um neutralize the nuclear warheads in in Colorado so uh so they you know they're in they're in tune with the mother earth but they're also very very concerned about some of the military um actions that are occurring and it's very interesting to know in the 50s and 60s uh you know the the the, the tremendous amount of ufo sightings started occurring as soon as we started as soon as we reinvented the atom bomb started exploding the uh, atomic and hydrogen bombs so a very close correlation between the explosion it, it caused concern in the solar system that you know we started the madness again so um you know another reason why um the, the sightings in the sky not not to, not just to appease or make make people you know well first of all it's to make people think that we're you know that indeed we're not one life stream you know in the galaxy but also um these beings are very concerned at, especially at this particular time because we could regress into another nuclear holocaust i mean look what's happening in ukraine and russia right now i mean again you know we're on the brink of of a war that could that could escalate into a nuclear uh tragedy so these things have to be stopped because i i i strongly believe there are forces behind the scenes dark forces and and forces of light that are, are trying the forces of mm-hmm. darkness are trying yep. to create conditions so that we can stay enslaved mentally and physically so there's a lot going on right now lot a lot to think about and a lot to consider I automat I thought started thinking about CERN when you said you know we're talking about they're highly attracted to like nuclear uh weapon military bases and you know I started thinking about the time period of of when you know uh right after World War II, you know uh, right in the 50s when like MK Ultra kind of projects and experiments were going down and really experimenting with um massive amounts of like uh, exerted energy and and uh you know focused energy like cern and and all of those interesting military experiments that go on the ground and uh just really trying to manipulate some sort of time space 
continuum, trying to rip rip a hole somewhere in the void, and then there being more of these uh, sightings and anomalies. And I think so- knowing about these ancient occults, or not not occults, sorry, uh, um, you know. <laughs> old ancient uh calendars and knowing about the the different the uh the different yugas of the the vedics and the the mayan calendars and knowing all these time periods and knowing about this heightened um uh civilizations that are like you say in your book watching over us or you know at least they're very well informed on what's happening here and the uh productivity of mankind and i can't help to think that maybe the nefarious forces that be are trying to almost battle that or or like cut ties with them and and try to try to run the scenes themselves as opposed to being governed by an outside force what's your opinion on that well you know we've been on this planet for 18 million years after we destroyed Mm -hmm. our home planet which was called Maldek, which albited between uh, Jupiter and Mars and all that's left of our own home planet is the asteroid belt. And, um, you know, people are slowly beginning to understand these things. Scientists have have now concurred that, yeah, indeed, um, that uh, the asteroid belt um, could have been a planet that exploded millions of years ago. See, what the metaphysician or the yogi says today, the scientist finds out a thousand years later. So I would listen to the to the metaphysician. I would listen to the yogi who, who you know, my master said one thing uh, that made him very unpopular in the 50s and 60s. He said that he would always take a vow in f- that whenever he stood up in front of an audience that uh, he would try uh, before he's created to tell the truth. He said, if you want to learn the truth, he said, speak the truth. And so he took this vow. And so no matter what, even some of the outlandish things that he said, he he said he spoke uh, in, in, the, in with the truthful way. And when he talked about journeying to different realms of existence, different planets, UFOs, uh, at that time, uh, people just laughed at him. People are not laughing anymore. These days, if you say there is no life in, on other planets, people start laughing at you. But in the 50s and 60s, they didn't have the tech- technology, uh, technological advance that we have now that we can, you know, even with the Hubble telescope and our exploration of, uh, of space, you know, realizing there's billions of stars and billions of planets and the possibility of no life is just ridiculous. But um, coming back to, you know, um, um, I think, you know, these beings are not only scientifically more advanced for us millions of years, but the more important thing is they're more spiritually advanced. And they have since we've been here, they have a complete record of every single life stream on this planet, man, woman, child, fish, rock. And they, and, and, and they have, a, like you said, Roman, they have, a, they have the vibrational sequence on their advanced um, radionic computer systems or whatever that they use on these special crafts that they can pinpoint any, just like, basic science today we can you know using a a gps 
we can pinpoint anybody on the planet using a, that's using a cell phone. That's just basic science. But if you increase that millions of years where they can have a complete vibrational sequence of not only everybody on this physical realm, but also on every other realm on, on Earth, they have a complete dossier. So anything we think or say or do is totally recorded by them. And so um, they don't interfere. Uh, in 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 what we do because we have the free will, but they are inspiring us. They are sending beams of energy. We just have to think of them. Um, the people, the dictators, the politicians, the warmongers. Their their job in in life is to com completely control the masses. You know the media, and and they do that by fear, by division, by hatred, and so. Um, the you know the I instead of looking down my uh, my iPhone at the gloom and doom, I look up to the stars. I look up to something greater, something more powerful, and something more benign and compassionate. That's looking that's looking at us and looking out for us, and has more of a, a love and understanding that we have even for each other. Uh, I would rather look. I would rather look upwards to that. Than to what's been this what we what's been dictated to us over the years that's caused us nothing but misery and suffering. Yeah, that's that's so true. That's super important because you know we get stuck down here in the realm of you know what they want us to feel and what they're trying to emanate upon. But you know the true goodness of existing is that we can surpass that with absolutely no. Uh, effort at all you just look to the sky like you say and you go you go and connect to the forest and you disconnect from any sort of negative energy that's that you know maybe trying to emanate well, the, it from the, the, the thing is the thing is we were at, that's the thing what people your listeners need to understand that at one time we were highly evolved beings you know, we had contact with uh, peoples from other planets we had high civilizations so we've regressed and they remember, mm. they remember what we used to be like. And so what they're saying is, you know, like most politicians or dictators, they don't want, they don't want anybody to rise to their level. What, what these higher beings or the people who man these spacecraft or on the higher planets are saying, look, come back and join us and be part of the cosmos again. And that's the calling. You know, it's our spiritual heritage. It's wow. our heritage to be gods. It's not our heritage to be in in the in the in the in in the prongs of war and economic collapse and problems with money and all kinds of you know uh, you know all kind of basic problems that we're having right now. Uh, they say that we can rise above that and and go back to what we were. So uh, that's the calling. That that's the main message that my master got through them when, when he channeled uh, a lot of the uh, messages that came through. Um, yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned the planet Maldek. It, where, where does the infra this, does this all come from your, your spiritual masters uh, contact with, with these other spiritual beings? Like this, they, is this where this information is emanating from, or is there like a source material that we can find? Um, they, these things or? There's two ways uh, of finding the true history of Earth. Uh, like I say, 
yeah, for the first one, Dan was 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 the information that he received from the higher beings, and these weren't beings from another galaxy or another solar system. These were beings uh, within this solar system. He said that, that okay. there is life on Mars. He said there's life on Venus. There's life on Jupiter. There's life on Saturn. Um, you know, I agree with the scientists on just on the physical level. If you were to go to these planets, the chance of looking at life as we know it is probably not, is is minimum. But uh, Dr. King wrote a book called "You Are Responsible," where he talks about visiting these uh, high civilizations on Mars and Venus, and he was laughed at. But now, you know, quantum physics is talking about parallel universes, different dimensions. Project Gateway. Yeah, and so. You know, he could proje- he projected to the higher realms on these planets. So on level four and five, there are these advanced civilizations. That's why sometimes you see a UFO just suddenly appear and then disappear. It can come from a higher realm, appear and then disappear. So they have that technology on these higher realms to come come to the physical plane. We don't have the technology or, or the equipment that can go to these higher planes. Except, like I say, uh, if you if you're able to project physically in full consciousness, he was able to do that and describe some of these um, uh, uh, some of these civilizations, these beautiful civilizations. He, he said you could. He said we could go to Mars tomorrow, and we could be on Mars for two hundred years and not even know of a higher civilization mm, that's like until the they space until program. they until they contacted us. So again, coming back to these messages that you said, Dan, uh, yeah, they, they came from these higher sources within the solar system. They did talk about the destruction of Maldek. Uh, they did talk about uh, after the destruction of, of Maldek, we destroyed it with a huge uh, atomic bomb, which Dr. King said was a thou- 10,000 times more powerful than the hydrogen bomb that we have on Earth today. Mm. Uh, we completely destroyed that, and and prior to that, we we lived in utopia. He said that he said that uh, uh, we were highly technically advanced civilization. He said uh, he said robots took care of all the menial tasks on the planet. So you know, tech, technology wise, we were thousands of years ahead of what we are now. He said we could control control the weather. We could we had an abundance of food. We just lived like. The Bible talks about the fall of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. I think it, they were probably referring to the, the fall of Maldek. And the, the space beings did say that after the destruction, after we were released on the different etheric, etheric realms, that, that the earth was approached. And she did give permission to limit herself in her evolution and allow, uh, you know, these... I guess we, I guess we could, we could be referred to as interplanetary criminals because we destroyed our own world and allow these atomic mutants to to evolve on on Earth. And sh- sure enough, after thousands of years of coming off and on the Earth, the the civilization of Lemuria occurred, and and again that was again a more advanced scientifically and spiritually uh, race, and we destroy that in an atomic war. And then after that came the civilization of Atlantis, and a lot of the um, uh, 
Vedic texts talk about, uh, you know, uh, p- parts of um, of the war that occurred in on Atlantis, where they talked about vimanas or flying machines and rays of, you know, uh, Doctor King said that uh, in Atlantean times there were two two uh, warring factions, and one of them had a controllable atomic weapon atomic ray weapon which they which they refer to as Indra's dart and the other one had a, a an atomic bomb which they referred to as the Brahma weapon or weapon of God and again uh you know Atlantis fell in a nuclear holocaust and again the earth flipped on an axis the earth has flipped on an axis twice first after the atomic destruction of Lemuria and second after the atomic destruction of uh, Atlantis and so for the fourth time in our history we've opened up the pandora's box we're in the midst you know we we should not be alive today i mean they <laughs> we should not Talk be alive right today here. because america exploded over a thousand nuclear warheads russia exploded over a thousand nuclear warheads scientists today are baffled that we're still alive i believe that the higher beings absorbed a lot of that radioactive fallout because in the 15s and 60s they were they were seen all over the skies and if it wasn't for them scientifically absorbing that radioactive fallout uh me, me uh, uh you dan and roman would not be speaking today so they, we, we 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 we're on we're living on borrowed time just just because of that incident that we did in the early 50s and 60s that i i'm imagining a type of um Oh, what was this beautiful like it was one of nikola tesla's inventions where um it's uh where you can like atomize a room and you basically like you can kill mold and bacteria through um uv light through this technology what's that through uv light or something it's not uv light no it's it's something uh it's like an uh, high as oxygenator or something it's beautiful but that's the type of no, technology it's, it's, I'm no, it's, just, it's, it's the cigarettes that roman smokes <laughs> these are these are uh beautiful uh herbal blends that i've created out of other plants that um people usually don't smoke so you got blue lotus uh damiana i, I, I can smell it from here that's beautiful <laughs> the aroma is amazing i love flowers um so i try to connect with them and anywho awesome. I, I i did want to ask you about um about more about uh robert king uh yeah sorry george king george, george king, king sorry uh sir master dr george king there um <laughs> and his his because uh, if he's if he's a if he's a, a sight seer like you know casey edgar casey and um, you know, uh, having some really deep conscious experiences and he's able to have any sort of information on Atlantis. We would love to know all of those stories because <laughs> we are firm fans of well, Atlantis. He, he actually Memorial. wrote a, he wrote a book, uh, called the nine freedoms and that's available oh, on okay. Amazon. And, uh, I would recommend that book, the nine freedoms. And he goes into the history of earth and, um, he, he said one way you can see the true history of Earth is which a lot of the uh, yogi adepts have, have done in the past. Um, as a yogi master, he was very psychic. He could look in, he could look at my aura and, uh, you know, see my past, present, and future. 
Um, they're, they're, they're capable of doing that. But on, on a more global scale, the earth herself has an aura. And he was, which people have referred to as the Akashic Records, and he was able to project oh. from the body and see fully in full four-dimensional color sequence uh, the total and and the Akashic records don't lie, not like the press. The Akashic records <laughs> are, are, are comp- I would guess you could refer it to as a, like a a super colossal supercomputer where the uh, the indentations mm-hmm. of man's history is there. And so, if you want to see the true history, you will as an as an adept. If you, once we can project from eventually project, we we will be able to see in full color. Uh, sequence, uh, full dimensional sequence, our history. And it's from there that he saw the destruction of Maldek. He saw the rise and fall of Lemuria and Atlantis. And so he doesn't, he comes from, uh, you know, it's not something that, that he's, you know, he's been on a site and dug little, little, you know, bones and, for years and try to figure out, you know, what kind of, I mean, he was, you know, the Akashic records don't lie as much as your aura doesn't lie. So a, a master can look at your aura and see your, all your past lives. And so it's the same with the planet. So these are truths, again, which, you know, um, I, I believe that he was a true master because of some of the things that he said uh, came true. Um and and again, it's up to your listeners in these times where uh, truth is considered lies and lies are considered truth. It's time that your listeners may do their own research, use their own discrimination, you know, mm-hmm. find out what is the truth, find out what the intuition says. Yeah, this could be possible. This could, and that's the way I I I say that you do do your research, not being brainwashed by commercials. Or politicians, but 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 do your own research, do your own reading, and see what your intuition says. If you know, I said in my book that the intuition is the you know is the greatest lie detector ever ever created, and mm-hmm. it is. And we just have yes. to open ourselves up and say, you know, is this person telling telling the truth, or is this person lying? And and the masses have been lied to, and have been molded. And hypnotized, but now because of this great awakening, people are, are beginning to think for themselves, uh, which I'm really excited about. And sometimes too, it's interesting. There's this <clears throat> medium energy that kind of goes in this autopilot energy of like, I'm a hundred percent in tune with everything you're saying because I I preach the same. I I really admire when people use their intuition because. I've had I've had a, a lot of experiences in which I've gone just tried to go into my mind and answer things for myself and every time if it's the best thing for me to have that knowledge that I found I gave myself the research the time of going in and I understand it and I love it and I feel it so therefore for me in that moment in the present moment of existence it's absolutely right and that's the beautiful thing about life and existence is that that present understanding of your you detected that you're detected your intuition which is your higher consciousness which is everybody's higher consciousness at some point at every point <laughs> but when you know like how to 
anyways, I was going into the autopilot stuff. So when your intuition tells you that, like you were saying that they're lying or telling the truth, um, it could be like really literal. Like if you're trying to figure out if this person's trying to deceive you or not. Um, but also it could just be list, ask you're asking your intuition if you need to be involved with that in that moment. And so it'd be like, it, you could, you know, be like, they, they're lying to me, but they might not be lying. They might not even know that they're lying, but you are going to get out of that situation because your intuition, that gut feeling is, is having you drift away. Yeah. And you know, like many people, I've made many, many mistakes in my life because I, you know, I didn't follow that gut feeling, you know, and I just, I had blinders on and I said, no, no, I'm not, I know what I'm doing. I know what, I know this is right. When really I was just going all over the place and I, I had to pay the consequences. We all make mistakes and that's just part of life. But it, but it's, again, it's important to, to, you know, as I, as I've grown older is to think twice, maybe take counsel, maybe get some questions, ask people, you know, before you do make, make certain, uh, and you know, I've, I've made some very bad mistakes in my life. Who, who hasn't, but, uh, you know, the main thing is, uh, you know, so long as I learn from them and I keep moving forward. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in, in hearing more about your, uh, spiritual journey into, uh, finding Dr. George King and, and learning from him and kind of like, uh, I noticed like in the book, you talk about several different religious uh, beliefs and the Hindus and the Muslim, and uh, you even talk about Jesus a little bit. And I was wondering, it seems like you kind of uh, went through those and learned about them. And uh, so I was kind of wondering if you could tell us a little bit about those and kind of your spiritual journey and then and meeting Dr. King and uh, kind of like what, what you've gathered from that experience and what knowledge you've uh, acquired from learning about those different things. Yeah. I mean, when I was uh, younger, when we moved, when I moved from Pakistan to England, um, you know, uh, I, I did get a formal uh, religious uh, upbringing as a Muslim and uh, I went to the mosque and I read the Quran and I did the Arabic prayers and and so but at the same time i was also going to church of england schools in in england where we had bible studies uh, christian hymns christian prayers christmas carols and you know for me even as a kid uh, i didn't see any difference between islam and christianity i just saw them as two different aspects of of the same principle uh leading up to the same source. So I was just as comfortable in a mosque as I was in a church. And even today, I'm just as com comfortable as I am. In a, you know, I've been to a synagogue, I've been to a Hindu temple. And for me, they're, they're all the same. They're just, they're just different aspects of, of religions that were given to different cultures, different people, but they all teach the same thing. And it was at the age of 16 that I actually met my yogi master. And, you know, speak of speak of intuition, I just recognized him. And, you know, don't ask me why. I just recognized him as a great master um, instantly, you know. And then I, I, I followed his concepts. And, and he proved to me many, many times 
that uh, that he was the master, uh, a true yogic master in in, in a sense. Um, it's very interesting. My story is unique because um, usually in the West, people go to India in search of a yogi master. They go to the Himalayas. They go to India and they they look for the bearded guy in the cave, you know. And 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 here was it was a guy from the East in England following a yogi master who wore a suit and tie, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> wow, know? that's so funny. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was it's a complete complete opposite to uh, to the concept of of following a master. So you know. Um, but he proved himself in many ways. Uh, one thing that I I thought was real proof that he had contact with was that in the early days, um, the the cosmic beings would give transmissions, and they would now this this really blew my mind. But but the, the, they would they would um, give flying saucer sightings, like in Australia, New Zealand, America, and listen to this guys three weeks before they occurred three weeks before and then wow. th- and then three weeks later uh, those exact sightings uh, occurred so that to me showed that he was in contact they actually had to stop those uh, those predictions because the the military got word of it and started scrambling jets to um, to uh, to you know to go after the UFOs so they had to stop that isn't that interesting no yeah, wonder they, no wonder they don't land you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I mean too. Earlier, I was like, they. I feel like the, we are trying to di- disengage from this this galactic force. Like, there's something we like. We're so in love with war and and control that we want to not we. war with aliens for sure. <laughs> well, we're known in this uh, in this solar system beyond as a very primitive warlike race. That's mm. what we're known as. And we are really, you know, we live on this beautiful planet, beautiful classroom that's offering us everything. Um, there was another uh, mental. Uh, there was another transmission that Dr. King received in in the uh, um, in in the fifties, and and they talked about a, a terrible atomic explosion that occurred in Russia in the in the Ural Mountains, and they said if it wasn't for the intervention of the, the space beings uh, controlling that, he said over 18 million people could have lost their lives. Now, Russia for years denied any atomic explosion that occurred for years. They didn't say anything about it. And it was only in 1972 that a, a Russian uh, scientist that defected to the West uh, said that indeed there was an atomic explosion uh, in Russia and Russia kept quiet about it. But again, it gave me proof that the master, my master was in contact because how, how, how come he got that information before anybody else and even though Russia wasn't talking about it. And so, mm. um, you know, those kind of things obviously gave me an indication that he was in, in true contact, um, you know, with and, 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 the, and the cosmic beings years ago in the 60s, they said eventually that, that uh, the you know the ionosphere is going to come is going to be uh, coming down that the that the ice ice caps will be melting. They did they did that years before this uh, climate change uh, issue came up recently. So all that again was predicted 
you know, before anybody realized what was going to happen. So, so they, they, they've predicted a, a lot of things that are occurring. And that's why I, that's why I have full faith when they say that there is going to be a new age coming to, to Mother Earth. Uh, I, I, I honestly believe that. And uh, I honestly believe that we are at, at the crossroads. So, um, Dr. King, he um, he he was on the he was on the media. He was on the BBC. He did a cosmic transmission in front of the, the BBC to millions. He was when he was in America. He was on different radio stations, different TV stations. He went in, when he was in Australia. He was in the media, and millions of people listened to his messages uh, about you know the, the the higher beings and coming together and healing. And you know, at that time, they they just didn't understand, and they, it just went past their heads. Uh, so now, when I, t- you know, and and again, when he was on TV, they they ridiculed him. Now, me, you know, I've done a lot of interviews. Nobody has ridiculed me. People have actually been more open-minded. So again, there's a shift of consciousness occurring. The people are are now understanding uh, what 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 Dr. King was talking about years ago. Uh, because the audience at that time, they knew nothing about space exploration. They knew nothing about the solar system, about the galaxy, you know, and, and because science is opening up to the cosmos, people are, are actually being a lot more open towards uh, different life on other planets and uh, different civilizations. Also, another aspect of my master, which is not talked about, but he, um, you know, he went, he, he did a lot of, uh, work on the lower realms. He he went down there and did a lot of healing and transmutation, which again uh, wasn't discussed too much about while he was alive. But um, I think he said that he said he'll be popular maybe in a thousand years, just like some just like some of the other scientists and prophets of old were never recognized. And it was only after they died, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of thousand years, they were recognized as they were. So he he walked kind of unsung, unnoticed on planet Earth, but uh, I think in five six hundred years time, they will the whole world will, re- will remember him. I don't think they will remember him right now. Yeah, that's that's so true. I mean, like I mean, even things like you know the great Hermes Trismegistus, right? You know, like or um, uh, Pythagoras. Uh, uh, Oh, Halley, uh, the, all these philosophers that, you know, like you don't hear about and they weren't popular because they're crazy, crazy theories they had about this hollow earth that existed due to some mathematical equation that they made up because they're fucking nuts. And it's like, but you know, years later, people are referencing them in modern science and, you know, these guys have been deceased, you know, uh, for however long and it's it's so true and so that's yeah, why Nostradamus had to hide his his uh he in, in different like you know different um codes Quat- because, yeah. because if he you know <laughs> if he was found out I mean at that time the church ruled and he would be you know Still blasphemous does. and you know and the and you know the 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 women who were psychic and and could see into the future. People was they, they burnt. They, they called them witches. Burnt them mm-hmm. at the stake. Yeah. You know. Yep. I mean, it's just it's just fear based. And yeah, I mean those pioneers. 
I mean, when they were brave enough to say, oh, excuse me, by the way, uh, the earth, uh, the sun does not revolve around the earth. I mean, my God, to make such a statement and said, no, the earth actually revolves around the sun. I mean, you could have been killed in those days. And, yeah. and you know, for the master, for my master to come forward and he said that he was going to channel the master Jesus who would who was going to speak through him at that time he was the, the church went crazy they would they try to they try to uh there was you know his his life was threatened so any pioneer that comes up and and says things that that are different to the norm are always condemned and then centuries later like you said you know <laughs> they're hailed as heroes you know so that's just the way it is um yeah it's so fascinating how because you you kind of connect so many different uh beliefs and mysticism and even mention jesus right there and how he's a spiritual master but when but we we out here on the west when we see these different things we kind of put them into different boxes and we don't see it as being able to be some something combined all together so what what I was kind of gonna ask you is like how how does that type of worldview work? Like how does Jesus and also like Eastern mysticism and and uh, you know Muslim and Islam how how do these things like actually fit in together in like a in a worldview that's cohesive and not set in separate boxes? Yeah, I mean you know the Christians say that Jesus was the one and only Son of God. And, you know, and you can't go to heaven unless you go through Jesus. And when I was being raised as a Muslim, I was told that the Prophet Muhammad was the last only prophet left and there's not going to be no other prophets. And so these are things that they were created by dogma and, and you know, and created by the elders of the religions. Uh, I think the religious leaders, the teachers of the world uh, uh, were highly evolved beings and um, you know uh, people like Jesus and Buddha um, Krishna I, I believe were, were not from these were not from this earth they were in the cosmic masters have said that Krishna was actually from the higher realms of um, of Saturn and that Buddha was the elder brother of mm. Jesus uh, and they and they they were both from the higher realms of Venus, you know. Wow. Um, and again, you know, people again will scoff the idea and laugh. But you know, pe- even look at look at Christianity. People are now questioning the star of Bethlehem. You know, I was going to say you could bring it astrotheologically and probably find some truths there. Or some of these other chronologies, like the Saturnian cosmology, in which the um like you were saying something earlier too about um so the disbursement of you know planets um and how we got to where we are here and i was a lot of that was ringing in on this like a uh, saturnian cosmology that people talk about we've had a couple people on the show talk about it before where you know all the planets were in a s- specific line and closer together and you could see them all from earth and Mars would come back and forth and rotate from um, Earth, and you could go to Mars very easily, like a hop, skip away, and it and it would do its its rotation. You know, these things are. I mean, 
I, I, for some reason, my intuition is warm and fuzzy on a lot of these topics, <laughs> and I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, so you know, again, the you know, like some Christian scholars are coming forward now to say that the the reincarnation was actually taught in the Christian Church seven hundred years ago, and they deliberately took it out to create this one life. You only have one life to live, so you better listen to what we tell you. Otherwise, you're going to go to hell, you know, just to control the masses. And, uh, you know, the Roman Catholic Church is very, 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 very rich these days uh, because of that. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, truths are coming out now that people are questioning. You know, I mentioned the Star of Bethlehem. You know, they talk about yeah. a star. How can a star hover over a stable and lead three wise men? you know, to the birth of Jesus, you know, they, you know, it had to be something more extraterrestrial than a star, you know, just again, science can't, uh, if a star came that close to us, we'd be all dead anyway. So they, they <laughs> thought it was a star, but it was actually, you know, an extraterrestrial spacecraft that actually guided the three wise men over to the, to the stable. So, so you think there's actual, uh, extraterrestrial physical extraterrestrials or are these craft controlled by highly spiritual beings as like drones rather than like uh, both actually so, manned yeah some are manned and some are not and okay. uh, they can uh, they don't apparently because they live on these higher realms it, they they said they don't even need spacecraft so sometimes they use them just to just to travel on the physical realm and they can materialize and dematerialize. And uh, Dr. King said they were, they were made of a an, an organic type of metal that is susceptible to mind. So they That's probably probably control control these uh, spacecraft with their minds uh, using different crystals on the spacecraft. Different, uh, totally different technology mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. what we yeah. have. And it, uh, when when he was on the BBC, they said, "Well, uh, you know." Uh, how long would it take for for a UFO to travel from Venus to Earth? And he, you know, he blew their minds. He said, "Well, if they were really pushed, maybe two and a half seconds." <laughs> wow! And you should have seen the look on these presenters' faces. Like Dr. King's, like this guy's cuckoo head. He has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. And now people are questioning even the you know that you know years ago they said, "Oh, nothing can go faster than the speed of light." You know, and and Dr. King said, "Well, speed the speed of, of the, the speed of thought in free space is four million times faster than the speed of light." So you know, again, all these so-called terrestrial theories are just being smashed, especially now with different dimensions, different parallel universes, and and being able. I mean, even science fiction shows you know you can go, you can hop onto a different vibration and move in time and space to another place you know instantaneously yeah. which you could never do on the physical realm you know so mm -hmm. there's, the, a, it's a, there's a lot of talk about the world tree and like the tree of life is there is there anything to that that you learned about is is there any uh how do we make sense of this the tree of life yeah or the world tree or um uh, hmm. 
I haven't uh, I haven't really come across the the world no. tree. Although, I mean, of course, there's so many different ideologies out there. So yeah, yeah. Like uh, well, a Norse Norse tree, you mean? Like uh, you uh, see, you see Yorkus the Hill. mythology kind of everywhere. It's in it's in Norse mythology, but it's also in like uh, Sumerian uh, uh-huh. have a world uh, like a world type tree. Uh, the tree of life is in the Bible. Uh, you have you have all these different like trees, and it's in the Kabbalah. That you have the the different the tree in the Kabbalah. Um, so. I, I guess. Uh, well, I mean, my answer to that is, you know, w- I guess we're all part of that tree. You know, I mean, all the different branches and the leaves and everything. You know, w- uh, it, it's all it's all interconnected as one. And so, you know, th- again, that's an, that, that's something that people need to understand now that we're just as close to the you know to the people we hate in other countries than we are even to our own family. Till that realization dawns, there's just going to be continuous hate and strife and war, Think, people thinking that they're superior or other people thinking they're inferior. Um, but we're, we're, we're all, metaphysically, we're all interconnected as one. Um, reincarnation explains the inequality of life today, why somebody's born rich, somebody's born poor, Somebody has cancer when they're two years old. Another can play the piano at three years old. You know, it, it answers the inequality because there is no such thing as as inequality. Everybody uh, gets what they deserve. Cause and effect. Yeah. And so, which is, again, the law of karma. And so um, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. we refer to the tree of life, we're all, we're all you know, leaves on the tree of life. Uh, we're just going through different sets of experiences. But all in all, we all have that same one divine consciousness within us that connects us, not only to ourselves but to the whole cosmos. We're part of the universe. We can't we can't alienate ourselves uh, from the cosmos. We are the part of the cosmos. We are the cosmos. Yes, you know? yes. Yeah. You know something you were talking about very in the beginning uh, that I, I kind of had a uh, a fun thought or a, a, a picture went through my mind because I often reference the earth as a celestial body. She's alive. She's growing. Hence why, you know, there can be uh, more caverns created and the shape can change. And, and just as everything that we know is changing, the earth is also changing constantly. Like it's just constantly changing. And um, I started thinking about, you know, how our body has all of these important glands all throughout located that excrete specific types of hormones that are very necessary for our body to function and our and our mind to function because the uh, secretion of these types of hormones also affect our, you know, our mood as, of, as opposed to just our digestion and things happening on the physical. It also happens on the metaphysical Um and so we're mining uh, things from the from the glands of Earth, therefore, which would disrupt this type of Gaia consciousness and making you know maybe her belly very upset, or she's going to go through depression, or have you know maybe maybe we're excreting too much serotonin and we're going through a high you know that could be a heightened vibration, and, you know everything we do has cause and effect, not just within our personal bodies but also 
through the earth as well. And we really need to reconnect with that because we tap into that. We find uh, the inner, uh, inner sweet cavernous earth <laughs> in Shambhala, baby. Yeah, I mean, if you understand, you know, just so that your listeners would understand, you know, if 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 you were a compassionate person, would would you allow, you know, um, a group of parasites to live on your body, and that you would sustain these parasites, even though they cause destruction to your body, uh, without even complaining? I mean, that's the kind of compassion that she has. Yeah, I I do agree. I think there's a terrible sadness that she has. Uh, with with mankind for what for what mankind has done to her, you know, just raped her of her resources over the centuries without even considering giving anything back, without even recognizing, you know, uh, Dr. King said he said the most holiest, the most sacred uh, being uh, that you will ever touch in all your lives to come is the ground beneath your feet. You know, ooh, ooh, so good, ooh. wow. And, Juicy, and that's that's what we need to realize that we are living on this 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 beautiful compassionate goddess, who actually willingly, uh, you know, took on the limitations of of regressing herself so that man could you know would be given a, a refuge in space, and so um, she's been actually ordered now by the higher uh, beings to raise her vibrations. And so reluctantly, she's raising her vibrations. And so if we don't conform to that, we, in a few centuries to come, we won't be able to live on planet Earth. So either we mm -hmm. conform or we will be taken to another planet and starting uh, our reincarnation cycle somewhere else. So these are the end of days, as they say in Christianity. But they're also- I smell the, vaccines. But, the, <laughs> but um, I mean, the Mayan calendar finished in 2012, wasn't the end of the world. It was the beginning of the world. Yes. And so, you know, so this is a new beginning for not only planet Earth, but also for mankind. So, you know, I talk about the great change. Everybody's talking about the great change. And it's, yeah. it started. It has started in earnest. But it's causing also uh, the ri rising vibration is affecting the basic mindset of people. And people are just emotionally going wacko. Uh, because, you know, either they conform or they're keeping the same regression. If they're keeping the same regression, they can't handle these high vibrations, so they're freaking out. And so there's, oh, I think there's more violence and craziness going on because people are not conforming, you know, not, not, to, not, not to the religious ideologies, but to this, you know, to the basic spiritual uh, aspects. And one basic spiritual aspect is that we need to const be constantly channeling spiritual energy through us. Otherwise, if we don't, it causes psychosomatic conditions within us. And mm. and in the 70s, Dr. King, they had, you know, they had that oil embargo uh, at that time and people talking about energy crisis. And he said, he said there's only one energy crisis on this planet and that's a spiritual energy crisis he says if you if you solve that all other crises both in your personal and between countries like if ukraine and russia they started praying to each other they would defuse that crazy war situation that they're yeah. creating it's been specially devised by you know profiteers uh by 
by um, people behind the scenes who want to create war. There's Disaster no reason. Capitalism. There's, there's no reason for wars. We don't need wars at all. Wars are just a, a racket for you know for profit for corporations to increase their stocks on the weaponry. So we don't need that. We don't need a political system that that you know. We don't need a left and a right. I mean, the, I think the greatest, one of the greatest political speeches ever made on this planet was the Sermon on the Mount. You know, how many people listen to that? You know, you know they need they need spiritual people need spiritual, uh, not dogma but spiritual ideology to realize now that the only safe way to to save the world is to send out this power, this energy of love. That's mm-hmm. available mm-hmm. from the cosmos. It's a tangible energy. It's not airy fairy. You can physically feel this energy going through you. You know, it's the same energy mm-hmm. that Jesus used to raise the dead and heal the blind. And all all we're asked to do is to tune into the higher beings, the higher forces, and send this energy out through us out to the world. And what what it's going to do is send this healing power that that, that we send out. Uh, it's a win-win situation because the more we send out, the more we receive, and yes. that's the way we evolve. And so it's not rocket science, but it just goes over people's head. But that's the call of action today: is send out that power. You can, and your listeners can stand in front of a mirror, and they can visualize white light leaving the palms of the hand and the heart center, and it will reflect back on the mirror. You can feel a tingling around the fingers and the aura. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, just like electricity. Just like electricity, it, it it just functions on a different vibrational sequence, but it's a real tangible energy, and that's the call of the day. I I belong to a group. We do that every day. They're from thirty, fifty, forty different countries. So if people don't understand how to send that energy, uh, um, they can go to the website twelveblessings.org and join us. It's free, and we do it every day, and we send out the light. So mm. um, that's the call for action in these days. That's amazing. Oh, I saw that. That's on the bottom of the uh, the drgeorgeking.org uh, website, too. You got the, that, the Aetherius Society, and the the ninefreedoms.org? What's that? Uh, the Nine Freedoms is, is the book that Dr. King came out with. Um, and, oh, and I yes. think I, I, the 12 Blessings as well, yeah. That's the book uh, where... Not only the history of mankind is revealed, but also the um, what you know what we need to do in order to evolve uh, in the centuries to come. It, it explains. It goes beyond uh, the Bhagavad Gita or the Bible or the Quran or the Torah, but it, it spells in in complete detail um, the nine the nine steps that we have to do in order to evolve uh, eventually from this earth and and be part of the cosmos. And those were teachings that were given uh, by the higher beings through Dr. King. So fascinating book, fascinating book. And again, you know, read it with an open mind, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to check that out. I'm probably going to use it in the intro for the for this show. Uh, Ooh, you, nice. have a, you have a chapter called uh, Women Shall Rule the World. Uh, what do you, what do you mean? What, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, for centuries, uh, you know, uh, women have been pretty much controlled, uh, by men and kind of pretty much suppressed. And, uh, you know, there was a recent 
recently in Turkey, this this one woman presenter, she she got she just made a, a little speech against the president, and they put her in jail, and she's and she's going to go to jail for maybe one to four years just for making a comment, you know, a despairing comment against something she believed in, and so you know, not only. I mean, the masses, I mean, at least in this country, we're allowed up to a point to express our, you know, express our beliefs. Certain other countries, you can be put in jail uh, for blasphemy and, 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 and terrible, you know, over release. And the, and, and the women of the world are being really suppressed over the centuries. Uh, and, and men, let's face it, men have not really done a good job in regards to uh, Mother Earth. And the terrible wars and destruction caused by man, um, because the Mother Earth is raising her vibrations, it will also em- empower uh, mm-hmm. the female neg- negative uh, uh, in the you know negative energy of of the female, and it will empower it, it will empower women to be uh, more uh, uh, powerful in the future. They won't be politicians as such. They, I think, they will be more custodians of the planet. And I think they will probably lead in a more compassionate, um, in, like more in an indigenous uh, way, protecting the Mother Earth and and the life streams on the, on the planet. So uh, that's also going to happen as well. Whether you know, and uh, so do, that's do you think, that's something I'm, that's going to happen. Do you think the well. removal of like this this goddess archetype or uh, female nurture has is what is responsible for the degradation of of humans and our spirituality. I don't think it's the removal. It's just that we don't we we have not used the resources of the Mother Earth in a spiritual way. Uh, one uh, one practice that was given uh, by uh, a master who. Um, uh, from uh, who 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 gave? Um, he said it was a practice that was practiced in the times of Atlantis, and uh, the, the master was the master theorist where the theorist society gets its name from, and he gave a practice uh, which is which was openly given in the sixties called the practice of the violet flame, and the violet flame is a protective practice. Uh, an uplifting transmuting practice which 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 we which we can all uh practice where we just visualize a violet flame coming from the planet from the logos of of earth herself and 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 it's a great form of protection against like negative energy hatred and everything being thrown at you you can put up this violet flame and it's another way of not only drawing down the white light but putting up the violet flame together is another uh, form of spiritual practice which will raise the vibrations. Um, I think, I think the planet has always given um, of her spiritual resources with, uh, uh, you know, through nature. Uh, it's just that we have uh, have not taken advantage of it, and instead we've we've taken the resources, but we've not taken the spiritual advance advantage of uh, raising our vibrations. To conform with with nature, and that's how 
Dr. King said there's only one reason why we're on this planet. There's not two. There's only one reason, and that's to raise our consciousness, to raise the power of Kundalini up yes, to higher yes. senses and yes. and be, and go into deep meditation, go into nirvana, cosmic consciousness. And in the old days, you know, the advanced being was a person, again, who, who detached from mankind and went into a monastery or a cave and raised his vibration, became an adept and a master. That's actually our heritage, to be adepts and masters. You know, we're not here to suffer, yeah. you know. And so the mm -hmm. conditions we created are, is our own suffering. We can't blame the higher beings or God for the conditions we created. We created them ourselves by, our, by our, you know, our misuse of free will. And so that's the only reason we're on this planet is to raise ourselves and become the gods which were supposed to be centuries I, I, ago. Can can I ask you a question? Uh, because George King has obviously a lot of a lot of beautiful spiritual insight, but I could only imagine that there was a time when, because uh, you specified in the book, you said you can go check this out and use your own intuition and judgment to, you know, check out the society. But what we're not a cult. That made me think that people have considered it a cult before, and what 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 is that like to have to like kind of deal with that sort of? Well, the press uh, the press calls us a UFO cult that we worship mm. flying saucers, you know, you know, uh, and that just shows a narrow mindedness. You know, a cult is when they actively recruit, and uh, like some cults, if you leave the cult, they go after you. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, we we don't actively recruit. It's a program of attraction, and uh, anybody can leave at any time. So you know that's that's the difference between a cult, and we don't worship UFOs uh, as 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 people think we do, <laughs> um, but we do revere uh, the people, the higher cosmic beings, the higher mm -hmm. cosmic masters. We we do revere them in the same way that people revere Jesus and Krishna and Buddha. Wow. Yeah, that's, I, I could only, I mean, I've had some friends that have been actually in cults and it, it's rather dangerous at a lot of times. Like there's a lot of, lot of, um, a lot of danger, uh, in there. And, and this doesn't sound like one because, you know, I, I'm, I, I did some studying on George, um, you know, before we spoke, obviously to try to get as much information as I could. And I have something, I was like, man, I've seen this guy before. You know, I've seen his face or, um, I've seen him before and, and, um, you know, when you tap into, to, to the true spiritual understanding of yourself, I, you know, and the world, like you, these things make sense. You know, this isn't like supremely woo woo when you can go inside your own mind and, and have a lot of these own experiences, you know? And, and so it's beautiful to be able to have a community that you can, um, at least communicate with from time to time just to try to maintain your sanity because I agree. I think there's really one main reason that we are here um, in the now uh, is to is to work on spiritual consciousness and spiritual strength and consciousness strength and building up earth consciousness at the same time as the collective consciousness and um, this uh, – you know, there, there, some sort of force that is happening on the lower vibrational scale that is keeping people from doing that 
from accessing their their spiritual growth because they know that it keeps them at that point. And they know that the reason that you are here is to expand on your consciousness. So if people aren't expanding on their consciousness, who is? Well, the people controlling them will be expanding on their consciousness, getting more growth and having more advancement, right? And it's, I, I hate to keep going back into this kind of like, there's this nefarious group, you know, sort of thing. Um, no, I think I, people I, I need to know about, the, about that. Yes, yes. Yeah, I know I'm not a fear monger. I really am not. Like I have, I have, I have a hundred percent faith in, in goodness in that. But I do observe the situations that are happening, and um, I, I, uh, I just trying to do what we can do. You know, man. Well, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, your listeners need to understand that there is a, a not only wars on this planet. There's also a, a spiritual war going on in the other realms between the forces of evil and darkness and the forces of light and the forces the demonic forces are are real they do live in these lower astral realms and they want to keep control over the populace mm. of earth uh, by creating these wars and famine because they feed on the vibrations everything is vibrational and so um for centuries they've 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 fed on the suffering they've created you know uh create give them power in these lower realms and dr king talked about um some interplanetary beings that were specially introduced to earth that, that actually went down to these lower astral realms and transmuted a, a lot of these uh demonic black magicians in these realms but they're still there uh, they've been they've, they've their power has been reduced now and, and they know that they're time is ending because as the mother earth rises they won't be able to keep their power eventually they will have to follow the reincarnation mm -hmm. cycle of everybody else and they will lose that power so they're trying as much as possible right now to hold on to this power and they want to create maybe another nuclear holocaust or a war and so the emanations from that people dying violent deaths they go to these lower realms and they become part of their their evil empire. So uh, that's a reality again, which people don't understand that's going on. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely a, a mental and spiritual war, not only a physical wars, but a mental and spiritual war that's occurring. So another reason why we need to be pumping out the light uh, at this time is to is to save us uh, from another nuclear holocaust or, or or the craziness but that's not going to stop that's not going to stop the new age from coming in if mankind debases himself and does cause another nuclear war or, or does regress eventually he will be taken after death to another planet to start the, the bloody history that we created 18 millions ago 18 million years ago on this planet so that's it's it's set in concrete and there's not there's no force in in the solar system that can stop this it's it's, it's not a case of it, it might happen it it, it is going to happen and dr king went into deep meditative state and saw this happening and um cosmic beings uh, over the years have said that the that the earth will rise she will take her place in the cosmos to 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 join with her you know uh, her family in the cosmos and and we can't stop it we just can't stop it 
Do you think Earth is like a spaceship and can uh, travel and is actually heading to destinations? Or, you know, because we seemingly are, you know, it's interesting, right, to think about the our, our, where our place in the universe because we see the same constellations, right, that we have seen for however long. And so, but then again, I, I, I'm like, maybe that's just... Maybe the stars we're seeing are actually closer than what we think, and then she, there's an, a universe outside of that that we're traveling through. You know, Dr. King said, well, you know, to the skeptics who, who don't believe in UFOs, what about the planet? She's a giant UFO. She's a <laughs> giant spacecraft, you know? And we, we're we living on a, a living, breathing spacecraft that's revolving around the sun the, and, and the solar system's revolving around the galaxy. Yeah, we we live on a spacecraft called planet Earth, you know, that that sustains us with an atmosphere, oxygen, and looks after us. Of course, it's a giant spacecraft. Can't be anything else, you know. Yeah, yeah. That plain and simple. Thank you for that sweet and short answer. I love that. Just yep. (laughs) I was gonna hit. Can I hit you with some uh, random questions? Because it seems like you have a lot of wisdom so i I wanted to pick your brain a little bit and uh just kind of like what are your thoughts on um antarctica anything in regards to what the melting of uh yeah because the the poles poles um, the poles are melting because because the the ionosphere was put up uh, was was put up after after we destroyed Maldek. It was to stop uh, higher inspirations from coming uh, to mankind. It was a kind of a a teaching that they that they, it wasn't a, mankind wasn't allowed to rise up to a certain level because the ionosphere would stop the cosmic rays uh, from coming uh, onto Earth. It was very detrimental for the Earth. And that it was actually increased after the destruction of Atlantis. Uh, in many holy mm. teachings, it's called the Ring Pass. Now, that was physically put on. That was physically put in around the Earth by the cosmic beings. And called now, the what the Ring Pass Knot? Yeah, it was referred to in other teachings as the Ring Pass Knot. That was the ionosphere. Now, because okay. of, of Mother like Earth, the firmament. The what? What are you referring to? Firmament. I don't know about the firmament. Okay. Uh, God separated the waters from the sky and created the the firmament. Uh, Is that in biblical you know, waters, teachings? Yeah, yes. the waters from heaven, the waters from. Well, I'm not Earth. a I'm not a biblical scholar, so I can't answer that. Um, but no, that's um, fine. I'm just saying, like maybe it, maybe it's a uh, the same thing, just a different word. That's all. Yeah. Um, and so what's happening is that the uh, ionosphere is actually uh, being taken down as the Mother Earth rises. And so the ice caps are melting. And again, it was predicted, and it's going to happen, that the, the, some, some countries are going to be flooded in the future, you know, mm. with the ice caps melting and with this temp- temperate climate that's eventually going to come. So... Um, uh. Yeah, kind of what I was referring to, though, is some people uh, speculate that maybe Antarctica could have been uh, the Atlantis continent at one time, but it it 
when the earth tilted, it maybe moved into a more southern position and then got frozen over uh, because we hear about Atlantis getting swallowed up by the water. Yeah. And so maybe maybe there could be an Atlantis thing in the Antarctica. Uh, but they also talk, uh, you know, people well, it could say could be under like, the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, they don't. There's a big treaty with all the nations there and they don't let people go there very often. So I was just wondering if there's some type of uh, thing going on there, maybe uh, spiritually or something, maybe lower vibrational beings are emanating from there or from that pole region or something like that. Uh, well, a, a, place, a, a pristine place like the Antarctica probably wouldn't attract lower vibrational uh uh beings but uh, uh okay. i haven't done i haven't done too much research on antarctica myself so that's, i can't really that's fine you know, uh and then a lot of people talk I'm, about i'm not a, a, i'm not a mr know-it-all i know, I know certain <laughs> things but i don't know everything person who said he knows everything is probably a very ignorant person <laughs> agree go ahead Dan. uh but uh people uh talk about like maybe uh, UFOs coming down in the future and uh, whether or not we should trust these alien beings that come down. Uh, do you have any thoughts about See, that? that? Again, that's laughable because um, Dr. King actually asked these beings, he said, he said, if you wanted to take over earth, how, how quickly could you do it? They said between 10 and 15 minutes, <laughs> they could completely control the planet. So yeah. you know, um, he 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 said they have laser weaponry uh, on these spacecraft. That he said that they that could cut the Earth in half. You know, like like mm-hmm. a like a hot hot knife through butter. I mean, that's the kind wow. of weaponry that they have. They 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 talk about uh, the nuclear our nuclear uh, warheads as as harmless toothpicks. So that's the kind of power that. So they they don't if they if they came in a belligerent and again 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 I think it's the media and people they were they're creating this fear factor against aliens. Well, I think that's what we need to worry about, right? Would be our own selves as opposed to these you know highly spiritual beings that could give us better information than the fucking wannabe leaders of our current communities. Yeah, and so they're using the fear of aliens as a, as a way of control. Or, they, or they're mm. going to be evil and fear. They're going to control us. They're going to take over us. Um, or they could have taken over a long time ago. And, you know, in one of the transmissions, they said, we'd, we'd love to land a, a spacecraft openly right now, but you're just not ready for it. And I don't think we're ready. We, 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 mentally, I don't think we're ready for them to land. They will land um, eventually, but not right now. Yes, yeah. I forget. I forget who the person was, but it was uh, during this whole COVID thing. Uh, he came out and said that there was a galactic federation, and that that was were, Trump. No, that wasn't Trump. It was uh, somebody from uh, the uh, Middle East area, or. or yeah, I know the person. See, th- th- these are very deluded people. Um, I hate to say it because, um, and and I think they've been influenced from, you know, not from uh, higher dimensional masters, but, <coughs> excuse me, I had to sneeze there. Um, you Bless know, you. because um, they don't understand the law of karma. You know, if they understood mm-hmm. the law of karma, 
you know, what the cosmic masters are saying is we, we've created these conditions, you know, so they can't just suddenly come down and fix everything for us. It just goes against the law of karma. We've created these these conditions and, and the, all they can do as higher beings is give us the, the energy and the inspiration which they're pouring down right now in order for us to fix ourselves, you know, and uh, how, how how can we how can we you know we, we don't deserve them suddenly coming down and fixing everything for us it's it's they're too highly evolved anyway you know karmically uh, we 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 have to reach up to them they can't reach down to us that's what uh, I'm trying to say uh, they have yeah. uh, Dr King in the Nine Freedoms talked about visiting a spacecraft that was the orbits around Earth periodically called satellite number three and he said it's uh, about a mile and a half long and it has very complex uh radionic computer systems on there but it can pinpoint you know again every live stream on the planet and when it comes into orbit all we have to do is think of these energies and enhanced energies that will be sent through us through their computer banks uh, wow. because they can pinpoint. <laughs> and all we have to do is telepath that information. Now, to talk about a, you know, a galactic federation that's suddenly going to come down and fix everything is laughable. It's just absolutely okay. laughable because, um, first of all, they're, they're not allowed by the law of karma to come down. We have to reach them. So when we raise our consciousness to a certain level, they will be able... Now, Dr. King... You know, that's before, classic spiritual teaching. When the um, the master's lips will when the move, student when is, they, yeah, student ready is ready, the, the master appears. Now, Doctor King, you have to understand, he spent ten years of active practice in yoga, not only not only physical hatha, but mantra and kundalini yoga, pranayama, and he had to reach a certain stage of evolution to raise his raise the kundalini up to the heart center. Before he was contacted by the by the space beings, mm. you know, so um, so we don't contact them; they contact us. It's, it's, it's you know we don't go, but we can telepathically think of them, reach up to them, and we will not, we will will guarantee the energy will come uh, through us, and and it's been offered free of charge. They don't want any. You see, that's the thing people don't understand. There's no, there's no feedback. There's no gimmick. Mm-hmm. They're working twenty four hours a day in service by helping raise vibration. In these days, if you do something for somebody, you expect something back. They don't want anything back. The only thing they want back is for us to raise our consciousness and well, rise. Well, the more you give, the more you receive, right? But okay. in this case, for them, they're maybe not receiving as much. But the law of karma maybe is something they're running by as well. They they don't need to receive anything from mankind because they have they, they can travel the cosmos. They don't <laughs> need anything from us, you know. Um, um, it's it's us that need everything from them, and and that's the higher inspiration. That's the love have energy. You, have you heard of Doctor Stephen Greer? I I like Doctor Stephen Greer. I like some of his concepts. I I don't think you need to pay nine ninety nine for an app, you know, to meditate. And you don't need uh-huh. to go to the desert to contact beings. Like I say, you can you can be anywhere on the planet, and uh, and you will receive this energy free of charge. So, um, and again, I kind of I like his concept about you know that the the uh, that the beings coming peace. I like that, 
but uh, in regards to contacting extraterrestrial, uh, you know, aliens, uh, I think that's a little far fetched because, um, again, you know, uh, we don't contact them; they contact us. Yeah, that's the yeah, way it that's goes. why. Yeah, that's why I thought of that. Yeah, and you I don't wanna, have to. You don't have to, to spend. You don't have to spend a couple of thousand dollars in the desert. <laughs> no. You can do that, it in the all that stuff your home. Yeah, all that stuff is. I mean, like a lot, and that's the thing is like a lot of these things these these people are are saying. You know, have seeds of truth in them, but the bottom line is that their um, ambition is to gain monetary value, and you know, <laughs> some of it could be ego, and it's just like I personally, like I said, I let my intuition tell me. I've got so many people have sent me Stephen Greer videos. And I, I have, I've watched like maybe one, you know, like there's something about a certain level of popular that you can get that like, I just kind of, you know, there's, there's that, that, that low vibrational stickiness on it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I really like the, uh, the food, the smooth viscosity of understanding within the ethereal bloomage and not your fucking want to be stinky well, monetary see- muck. Yeah, I mean, everybody's in the material right now. They think that you know, money is happiness, and it's it's just it's just rubbish. You know, millionaires are hanging themselves. It, you know, um, it you know it it doesn't bring happiness. We just need a roof over our head, some food, maybe a car, maybe some money in the bank, just basic necessities. After that, you know, we need to focus on the spiritual. And millionaires are trying to become billionaires. And, and see, that, that's why Dr. King was unpopular because he spoke the truth. He said, no, flying saucers are not going to fix fix you. No, the beings are not going to save America. You know, they didn't like that. He said the new, the, he said the new age involves hard work. They don't want to hear that. Yeah. It's, it's hard work, you know, sending out the power, sending out the light, you know, it's, it's, and, and thinking about other people, you know. And yeah. these days, it's the wishy-washy, oh, everything's going to be fine. No, everything's not going to be fine. Evil is still active, and evil couldn't destroy us at any time. And we have to raise our, uh, you know, we have to roll up our spiritual sleeves and stop this. And it, invo- it does involve hard work. People don't like that message. Yeah, I have a, I have one final question left. But, Roman, yes. did you have one I was going to say just probably the same thing you're going to say is like we're running almost at two hours. I do have some, some, uh, seems like three minutes because it's, it's (laughs) (laughs) honestly, I I could talk to you guys for hours. Go ahead. (laughs) I know, I know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so like I, I have a couple more things in my notes, but like, I guess let's start, um, putting a, a, a seeming cap on it and, uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, Wahid, if you're down, we're having a, a group round table um on this topic again uh love to invite you onto that if you if, if you're available sure absolutely if the price is right you know like you paid me today you know. <laughs> free 90 free <laughs> uh I, I had a question uh do you know that the the, the uh there's like different Okay, so the eye in Egypt is called uh, a wajit or a wajet. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. 
Uh, so I was just in- interesting in, do you know what the meaning of of your name is? Because it is spelt a little bit different, but it would you. It's almost just uh, the vowels are actually. Uh, what is, Wajid is actually an Arabic name that was given to me. It's, it's an Islamic Arabic name, and there's a hundred uh, Arabic names in praise of God, which are given to mm. uh, the children, and so. Um, uh, Wajid is, is another phrase of praising God, which means one God is, is one who can have anything. Wajid, that's what it means. Ah, excellent. Cool. So if you study if you study is, Islamic names, they're all Arabic names, and they're all in praise of God. How many root languages stem out from that uh, that part? You know, because it's. Uh, there's root languages would stem out. Oh, sorry. How many language? But there's a there is a lot of you know. There's there had to have been you know because you have the different dialects. But how many different main languages are within that that area? Well, my gosh, I mean the original language that on Earth was Sanskrit, and all other languages are derived from that. I mean, you just look at India. My God, it's like was it two, three hundred yeah. different languages are spoken in <laughs> India? And oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I there's so many that. dialects, but but the root. But they say the root language initially was Sanskrit. Yeah, yeah. Described from that. It's it's so crazy, and then we break it up from that. It's it's fascinating. Whole deep thing we can go into. But I I will have one more question. Two things. Two things. Two things. One. Um, I was kind of a cool little synchronization that um, uh, your agent was named. Oh, what was Sandra Merrill? Believe the person who discovered me. Yeah. Yes, my last name is Merrill, so okay. I'm like, I'm wondering if I'm related to that person at all. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. And um, yeah, that, also, that was, you were that was in my this... Hollywood days. I, I was discovered by by her. She was a casting director. We've been friends ever since. By the way. Yeah. Did she spell it M E R R E L L? I think it's M E R R I L L. Ah, the I. Uh, see, yeah, all the other Merrills I've met have had I's. They don't have the double E's. Um, anywho, uh, you but you did tell this great, fantastic story of a UFO experience that you had when you were a child. You were sitting next to a fence, and then you saw um, a yeah. UFO cross across the sky and make a cross symbol. And then you started to go into a little bit of the history of the cross. I wanted to know what your take on the energetic symbolism behind the cross shape is. Well, the cross is, you know, it's, it's not a symbol of death that the Christian church, you know, uh, shows it's a, it's a symbol, you know, um, and this, they say, you know, putting on the, uh, putting, you know, they say a crucifix is is really is not is not the depiction of of the cross. It's actually a very horrific uh, thing to put on a cross. Um, you know, to specify the crucifixion, the cross is a symbol of of, uh, of resurrection uh, of 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 the spirit of man up to up to you know up to God. And so it's not a symbol of death. It's it's a very 
it was used in Egyptian times, in ancient, ancient other religions, uh, advanced civilizations. So it's not directly uh, uh, attended to the Christian church as such. But it's a, it's not a symbol of death. It's not a symbol of a cruel death. It's a symbol uh, which which Jesus showed that there's no such thing as death, but ascension. And uh, the cross is a symbol of ascension of the spirit into to to the Godhead. That's what the cross is. And the symbolism behind the UFOs, or do you think there was a reason they make that made that pattern to you then and? Or that pattern um, in general? I, well, when I was contacted um, spiritually because the, the, in my book I described that the third spacecraft that came over hovered over where I was, and this this uh, beam of energy came down from from the craft, and I felt again, you know, that it gave me the impression that the, the people who were doing that were very extremely advanced, not only scientifically, but spiritually. It was a kind of like a, a baptism or an initiation that I received. Mm. And I kept, it wow. to my, I kept it to myself for many, many years. And it's only recently because, I, first of all, I didn't want people to think I was a crack nutcase <laughs> um, because pe- people didn't probably won't believe me but it was so personal to me I didn't want to tell anybody about it but it's only recently that I explained it in the book because mm. I want people to know that there are these beings are scientifically and spiritually advanced and do care about us excellent uh, yeah I just have like a couple more questions also uh, one is uh, because we're doing this month on God and Satan and good and evil and the duality in our world and how do we define these things and how do we understand them better? How would you define what God actually is? A lot of people put like a persona or a, a personal thing into it, like it's a, a higher human or, or something, but how, how do you uh, define that? Well, I think it's explained in in um, a book that the Dr. King created through his transmissions called The Twelve Blessings. And there God is, I think, uh, there's different aspects of God. I think we have a, a goddess earth, which we worship. We have mm-hmm. the God, the sun. Without the sun, we wouldn't have life at all, yes. but at all. And the ancient civilization worshipped the sun as a god, and which which I believe it is. It's probably, it's been referred to as as the, the God of the Bible or the Brahma of the Hindu, Hindu scripts. I, I believe it's the closest thing to God that we will ever actually see in manifestation. And then, of course, we, we reach out to the solar system. We reach out to the galaxy. The galaxy is a living being, and from there we've got other galaxies, and we've got the cosmos. And, and then eventually, of course, the universe itself is the creator, you know. Uh, the cosmos is the ultimate, you know, uh, creator. You know, people talk about the Big Bang or the yogis talk yeah. about the great outbreathing. Um, but it's but it's something that, that's so beyond us on a terrestrial level. Uh, for me, I can just I can just worship the Mother Earth because she's given everything that we can possibly want. And I, and I can worship the sun as a god because without the sun, there would be no life on earth. And I can possibly go beyond that to the solar system or the galaxy. But 
you know, I'd have to go into deep states of high consciousness in order to understand God, which yoga is all about. Yoga means union with God. So if you if you if you get into the yoga practices and and raise your vibrations, you learn more about God. So you know it's it's a very abstract subject. People can talk about it for many many you know years about what exactly God is. But I think I like the concept of of, of finding a God of your own understanding. But but at the same time, we are all gods. You know, we're all part of that God. There is a God principle with inside us, you know, mm-hmm. that's connected to the divine aspect of God. So if we, the cosmic master said, if we look within, we can find what's without. So the more we deeper we dwell within ourselves and raise our consciousness, the more we learn about God. Excellent. Yeah, that's, love that answer. Uh, so the other aspect would be the evil or Satan. And uh, so how would you define uh, that, the n- negative energy in the world? Well, Satan, we created ourselves, uh, this monster we created by sending our evil thoughts to these lower realms, which gave him power. Um, but uh, Dr. King said that Satan was actually destroyed uh, on February the 24th, 1969, by three interplanetary spiritual adepts that went down into these realms and did battle with him. So wow. It's one of yeah, it's 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 one of the revelations which blew my mind. But he said yeah. that, that Satan is actually dead. He was he was his consciousness was split into 15,000 different pieces uh, which will reincarnate separately on planet Earth for the years to come. But that doesn't mean that that uh, evil has completely been destroyed, but it's given man a reprieve um, because yeah. he did have plans to totally wipe out civilization with a nuclear holocaust. But there are still demonic forces in these other realms. And so, again, it's, uh, for us, it's a call of action. Is you know, Again, it's not a physical war. It's a spiritual war, and we have to keep sending out the light, sending out the healing, sending out the power of love, uh, in order to transmute uh, these evil entities, which we created ourselves. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, 1969 is an interesting year. That's when we went to the moon too. Uh, did or supposedly? Uh, is there any? Uh, was there any external <laughs> thing that happened from uh, them going into the lower realms and defeating Satan? It, is there something externally that happened or something that we could have noticed or was there a shift in like well uh, he, dr king said vibration we were se- dr king said that we were seconds away from total annihilation because his brain power could have easily influenced people in russia china or america to set off atomic wars set off atomic bombs and he could have easily then you know the mutated versions of mankind he could easily control um, so that was stopped. Um, in regards to the physical repercussions, it's given, you know, it's given mankind a spiritual reprieve, uh, spiritually and, and physically. It's released us from certain bondage and it's, it's broken up certain mind control that Satan did have over, over mankind. And so those things 
are more subtle. They're not more physical. They're more subtle. But we 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 have more inspiration now that's coming through, and we're not as limited as we were when Satan was in control. Beautiful, so good. Uh, do you have something, Roman? I was just going to let everybody know that there's a blog post out that you had wrote on that piece, right, Wahid? Yeah, it's on it's on my website. People want to read about it. And uh, there's a book on that you can get on Amazon called The Three Saviors Are Here uh, that talks about this operation. It was called Operation Carmelite. And people can read up about what happened when these beings went into the lower realms and uh, and fought Satan. A very fascinating book that Dr. King wrote. Wow. Uh, excellent. Uh, I think that'll do it. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, tell the people where they can find all your works and your book. And oh, also, uh, his book is on Audible, so you can go there, purchase it on Audible, and listen to it. Is that you reading it? Or yeah, did I, did, you have... I, did, I did. I did the narration as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love to hear you, uh, in your own words, kind of talk about your story. It's it's very compelling, touching, and there's lots of good paranormal and and uh, mystical wisdom all wrapped into one uh, great story. Uh, I, I really, like I said before, I really enjoyed the stories about your master and some of the things that he was able to do. Uh, you know, with his own body and, and physical uh, spirituality, just by com- you know conveying himself into different different things, uh, just to mess with you, it seemed like in some points. Probably to give <laughs> just me to some see proof. If you're paying yeah. attention, yeah. <laughs> but if people want to find out more, they can go to my website. I have some blogs on, like I say, on Satan and Mother Earth. And um, they can get the book from there. So they can go to wajidauthor.com, W-A-J-I-D-A-U-T-H-O-R.com. Excellent. All right. Any uh, last nice. words for the people? Do you have anything else you want to share? Or I, I, always, I always have a last word. The, the last word that, that I do is that we, you know, we're, we have a responsibility to the younger generations, to our mm. sons and daughters, nieces and nephews. I think we need to grow up as spiritual adults and leave a legacy behind that they they, they don't inherit a, a, an earth full of pollution and wars and, and crud that's happening right now. So I think we owe it to the younger generation. Excellent. Thank you very that's beautiful. much, sir. Thank you so much. Yeah. This has been a pleasure. This has been a true eye-opening conversation. <laughs> Third eye, uh, all the eyes, all the fingertips, the digits, the suction cups on the octopus tentacles. <laughs> oh, the- my God. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you, Fire Tribe, for listening. And remember, wake. Wake. Up. up. Thanks, guys.